The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is July 24th, 2020, and you're in tune to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Now we're going to take a quick break because we're experiencing some technical difficulties, but I promise you we'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You'll hear a little bit of silence, but uh, trust me, this thing is on. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Sitting down, then this is your music. I wanna rock! Bump you, man! Bump you, dog! It is time for Jay's. Kiss my entire ass! Bump you, song. Man, bump you, you sorry sap sucker! I'm as I am. 
I'm not surprised by the verdict because it was plain for all of the all of us to see that you didn't need training, police training, to determine that George Floyd was crying out and was an immediate necessity of some kind of medical attention. So I'm not surprised. I'm glad that the jury arrived to the right verdict. They now have called these three former Minnesota police officers guilty because they are guilty for depriving the rights of George Floyd. A community coming together for nine-year-old Arlene Alvarez. She was riding in a truck with her family last Monday on the way to have dinner at one of their favorite spots, Spanky's Pizza on Telephone Road, when a man identified as 41-year-old Tony Earl fired into their vehicle. Yeah, people like Manson Cinema to a lesser degree who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. And the problem was that we continue to talk to Manson like he was serious. He was up. Online radio at its best. Matthew 22, verse 37 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Lord, I pray that I may walk in obedience to your word. I place you at the center of my heart, my soul, and my mind. Help me to obey this commandment so that you might be the biggest love in my life. I pray that you reignite my faith so that I may have a deep hunger for everything that concerns you and your kingdom. And if my faith is wavered for even just a moment, may you quiet my heart, speak peace into my spirit. And I pray that my soul would come to the understanding that I have a friend in Jesus, a savior in him, a redeemer, You, Lord Jesus, spoke these words in John 14, verse 6, and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I know that to be able to come to God the Father is to obtain his favor. It's to have access to his throne by prayer. However, none can achieve any of those things except through you, Lord Jesus. And so, I repent of my sins. I accept you to be the living Son of God and my personal Savior. I believe by faith that you have died for my sins so that I may have the opportunity to live victoriously, to live victoriously over sin, and also to live victoriously over the devil in this world. I set my life in your hands and I humbly ask for your presence to walk with me all the days of my life. Heavenly Father, strengthen my faith today. Your word in Matthew 17 verse 20 says, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Father, no matter how small my faith might seem at this time, regardless of how small it may be in this season, I am strengthened by the Holy Spirit and by your word. Both can overturn my situation and lead me to overcome. I commit all of my ways to you, all of my desires, so that you 
can empower me to stand in faith. Strengthen my faith, Lord, because I know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. Therefore, I pray that you strengthen my faith in you so that I can be a believer who pleases you. I pray that I might be bold in faith as I put my trust in you. Thank you for all that you do and all that you have blessed me with. Amen. Welcome in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best 13 minutes after the hour. We're getting a late start. Tell you what, Satan is busy this morning, but I tell you what we're not going to allow him to do. We're not going to allow him to steal our joy. We're not going to allow him to stop us from delivering the good news uh, to the people that listens to this show. Of course, I never share the stage by myself, by the way. I am Jay Rouse. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Let me bring in uh, some of the very best in the business. My big sis, Vanessa Mae Bell, is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Glad that you are in the house. We're doing outstanding. Outstanding this morning. Thank you so much for being here. The man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. Here you since you're having some inclement weather, but uh, you are in the house. How are you doing? And how are things in the 219? Hey, man, I, I power on and power off. That's what's going to go right now. But mm, good morning to you, sir. And mm, good morning, Nessa. Mm, good morning, Momo B. Huh. Good morning, Kathleen. Huh. Good morning, Rich Sister. Huh. Good morning, Mary and the Music. And Mary and the Music, that first song was Round 2 by Carol Riddick. I know we started early, but baby girl, I know you wanted to hear that. And good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias is in the house, and I uh, appreciate you giving us that up. Yeah, that's right, actually. We started early, but that is a nice song. Glad that you put it out there, and that girl knows she can sing. Uh, we really, uh, yeah, uh, no every time we get the opportunity to get her on the show, that's always a good thing. So appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, giving Marianne music, that music up there, because you know how she is. She definitely wants to know her music, so we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes after the hour, we'll take a very short, what we call personal privilege, because obviously if you just tuned in, um, usually we're done with this by now <laughs> So we had some gremlins this morning Like I said, Satan was uh, working overtime But we're not going to allow him to steal our joy We're not going to allow him to derail what we have to talk about this morning Real quick though, I wanted to bring up two things, if, if I may Number one, Steve Bannon, found guilty Mr. Elias, real quick, do you think the guy's going to serve jail time? And in the bigger picture, what does this do for his followers, his supporters, uh, or better yet, for the Trump people out there who hang and hang on every word that this man says? Well, it's gonna wild them up. You know, he, yeah, I, I think he'll do. I think he'll do some months in jail. Honestly, I do believe that because he's not, you know, he's not Donald Trump. But yeah, I think he'll do some months in jail. But you know, it's gonna rile his base up. That's what that's that's what they do. And then he looked at it. He looked at it. Somebody who the, the government picked on because he's Steve Bannon. So that's what's going to happen. Absolutely, I agree with you on that. Second question, Vanessa, is for you. Uh, President Biden uh, tested positive for COVID. It's this uh, variant that's rampant. Uh, it says they they're telling us that the president is doing well, that he has some minor aches and pains, but at the age of seventy nine, should we be concerned? 
No. Because he's got all his shots. He's been boosted. And they've got that new pill that you can take. And you feel better in three days. My nephew had COVID and was in the hospital last month. And he's not vaccinated at all. And um, he has all the underlying conditions. And he was good in three days. So Biden will be fine. He's fine. Well, it's interesting. So you said he had your cousin had underlying conditions and he never got vaccinated my and my nephew. Okay. Well, your nephew, I'm sorry. And so he is fine after three days of taking this what's the name of this uh, medicine or pill that he took? I, I don't know what I don't know what the pill was called, but there is a pill that you can take it's somewhere I wrote I put it in my telephone in my notes. There is a pill that you can take but you have to get it from the doctor. Uh, and in three days, you're fine. And I'm sure that they've given that pill to Biden. My nephew's taking it. Uh, so, I mean, he's going to be fine. He's vaccinated. He's boosted. He'll be fine, even at his age. He's going to be fine. All right, well said. All right, folks, that's it for this morning's edition of Personal Privilege. It's time to take an NPR News update so you can get the show back on schedule. You're listening to The Serious Side, 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Millions of Americans are under heat warnings for advisories today as temperatures in some regions reach triple digits. NPR's Marie Andrusevich has more. In the West, the heat is a major factor in battling the Oak Fire near Yosemite, where fire officials say the explosive blaze is fueled by dry vegetation and hot temperatures. What the National Weather Service describes as dangerous and intense summer heat will continue as the weekend comes to a close and will extend into early this week. In particular, East Coast cities, including D.C., Boston, and Philadelphia, are expected to be hit, with high humidity pushing up heat indexes, or what the temperature actually feels like. Additionally, severe thunderstorms are expected from the mid-Atlantic and northeast to the Midwest, potentially causing flash flooding. Marie Andrusevich, NPR News. California Governor Gavin Newsom has declared a state of emergency because of that wildfire burning near Yosemite National Park. The fire sparked Friday afternoon. It has since become one of the state's largest of the year. Pope Francis is due to arrive in Edmonton, Canada today, where he will apologize for the Catholic Church's role in the abuse of indigenous children at residential schools operated by the church. Emma Jacobs has more. The Catholic Church ran residential schools for indigenous children in Canada for more than a century, right up until the 1990s. These institutions became notorious as sites of neglect and physical and sexual abuse by clergy and other staff. Chief of Alexander First Nation George Arcan Jr. said the in-person apology represents a way forward on indigenous people's road to healing. They have been carrying unimaginable trauma for many generations. For many, the acknowledgement of this pain and this important step towards reconciliation. The Pope will meet with indigenous communities and residential school survivors across the country before returning to Rome on Friday. For NPR News, I'm Emma Jacobs in Edmonton. Former President Donald Trump was in Tampa Bay last night speaking to a crowd of students gathered for an event organized by the conservative group Turning Point USA. He again pushed his false claims about the 2020 election and maintained his narrative about Ukraine. Ukraine would have never happened under the Trump administration. Would have never happened. 
Russia would have never done what they did. They would have, and they didn't. Last week, the House January 6th committee laid out Trump's inaction on the day of the riot at the Capitol. The panel is to resume its public hearings in September. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov is in Egypt today, the first leg of an African trip intended to ease Russia's diplomatic isolation over the war in Ukraine. Lavrov's tour follows this weekend's missile strike on the Ukrainian port of Odessa that has jeopardized the deal to restart Ukrainian grain exports to Africa. This is NPR. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. It's an easy one, though. Which elected official had the worst time watching tonight's <laughs> hearing? No, a, a currently serving elected official, so we're not talking about former President Donald Trump, who had the worst night watching tonight's proceedings? It is an easy one to answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Josh Hawley also had to flee. Earlier that afternoon, before the joint session started, he walked across the east front of the Capitol. As you can see in this photo, he raised his fist in solidarity with the protesters already amassing at the security gate. We spoke with a Capitol Police officer who was out there at the time. She told us that Senator Senator Hawley's jester riled up the crowd, and it bothered her greatly because he was doing it in a safe space protected by the officers and the barriers. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. The laughter that you heard at the end were members who were actually sitting in the committee when they actually showed the video on the big screen of big bad Senator Josh Hawley uh, after he had gotten the crowd riled up running for his life like a scared little man that he is. We'll start the conversation right there as the January 6th committees wrap up. Um, You know, Mr. Elias, and and, trust me, we, we understand your situation, and if you have to back out, absolutely. Their safety is the most important thing. Make sure you jump out, take care of what you have to take care of. But when you saw the video of little Josh Hawley in his tight, um, you know, suit, uh, skinny jeans, running from the mob that he had gotten riled up, to me, that was the bowl on top of the the cherry on top of the Sunday that the January 6th committee had been building over weeks. Now, yeah, the very first hearing, you had so many people tune in. Uh, and then, just like anything else, people lose interest and they do other things. But I'm pretty sure that most Americans, or at least a lot of Americans, were getting updates by, you know, either watching clips on YouTube or on their favorite favorite uh, streaming uh, channel. 
So, but when you saw this, Ms. Delius, just give me your thoughts when you saw scared little Josh Hawley running from the people that are supposedly his peeps. Give me your thoughts on it. Well, you know something, Jay, it's indicative of what, of who he is. You know, he came out to get us a solidarity, fist up, yeah, 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 yeah. And then as soon as they, they invade the capital, let's get the hell up out of here. Let's run. Let's run. And, and if you notice, he had on a mask too, didn't he? Hmm. But so all you people who didn't believe in wearing masks and all this other stuff, he was wearing a mask and he was running. This is who these people are. They'll tell you one thing and do, uh, and do another. You know, it was just indicative of what the Republican Party stands for. These are the same people that uh, um, that that do all this all this this, this jibber jabbering and talking about how the vaccine like Trump. The vaccine is how the vaccine is the vaccine that and he got vaccinated even before he left office. So this is indicative of who they are, man. It's nothing different because this is who this is the things that they do. This is it. It gets no. It gets no more simpler than that, you know. Yeah, it's the old "do what I say, not as I do" type uh, scenario. I hear you on that. Hey, what about you, Vanessa? Exactly. When, when you saw him running uh, with his scared little tail through the Capitol after you know his peeps, those were his people. He gave them the fist bump, the high five, and all those wonderful things. But then, as soon as they uh, broke that first perimeter and got into that building, he was running like the scared little man that he is. Give me your thoughts on your thoughts when he when you saw this piece of video of him running from the mob. That's not well, I called him a name, but I'm not gonna say what the name is on the Sunday morning. <laughs> That's what I do. But I will say why Does it rhyme with Wussy? <laughs> Uh-uh. Or itch, it's or itch, with witch. or witch, witch. 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 There are rhymes of witch. Okay, okay. Witch. Well, we know okay. what it is. That's the first thing I saw when I saw it, and I have been looking at this this week. And a lot of stuff that I didn't know came out. It's like wow. So, my when I saw it, I did say that, and then the next thing came out my mouth was, why isn't he in trouble? What did he do? To, to, to get he in trouble. the crowd, you know, wilding the crowd on, why did he in trouble? And then when I said that, somebody over here said he's not going to run again for his position. I don't, I don't know if that's that. enough. Yeah, I don't believe well, that. He said he uh, I think you know. I don't think he said he's enough. Okay, you said that he's going to run, seek reelection, or I mean, I'm, I don't believe that, but okay. I find that hard to believe. Okay. Again, what he said. So my deal is, even if he doesn't run, is that enough? Is that enough being done to him or him doing for rallying the crowd on and he's in that position? Aren't they at a higher standard? I mean, I just don't get it. I don't get why he I think higher, Vanessa, I think higher standard left the building a long time ago, but go ahead. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's true. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any time a man talks about grabbing women's coochies and talk about he can shoot people on on Fifth Avenue and he won't go to jail, he said these things before he was president, and uh, look what look what it got him. 
It teaches our kids that you can act an ass, ching, ching. And uh, guess what? And you can still be voted to the highest uh, office in the land. It's just a bad example of of bad behavior. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to say. So my air been out all weekend, so I didn't sleep real well last night. The house was hot. But when I woke up, I have to tell y'all, I saw this. Huh? No, I'm just like, wow, you didn't have to do that. My goodness. Oh, no. But go ahead. But, I mean, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I, but woke up, when I woke up, I saw the man, the, the my pillow man, the my pillow man that's a Republican that gets to sell all of his stuff because of Trump. Do y'all know that he's selling Indian moccasins and call, their house shoes, but Indian <laughs> moccasins, and he said they're on sale right now. For ninety nine dollars off, you can get them for forty nine ninety five. I, I I had to I had to sit up in the bed and rub my eyes like and he's selling Indians to stupid Republicans because he follows Donald Trump for forty nine ninety five. On a basis, the room spree is coming up next here on the serious side. I, I don't know. I I have no idea uh, what what that man does and. Well, you know, Indian moccasins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, just people that they uh, put policies in place to try to keep down. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. You know, it's it's just, you know, it's just the hypocrisy of it all. So so let's talk about the big picture here because, you know, public polling are, is showing that uh, this is starting to make, make some headway with the American people. You know, at first people thought, eh, it's not going to make a difference. But, you know, the Wall Street Journal has come out and said that, you know, Donald Trump is unfit to run for office. Now, this is a conservative uh, uh, paper. I think it's owned by Rupert Murdoch. And, you know, everyone knows who he is. So, so you know, are we starting to see, you know, the onion being peeled back here? Because when they started this stuff, I, I'd be the, I'll be the first one to say that I didn't think it was going to make a dent, especially that very first hearing. I thought that they missed an opportunity to really do something that was going to resonate with the American people. I thought it was flat that very first hearing because you know that 20 million Americans tuned in to that very first hearing. Now, I don't know what the numbers are after that, subsequently after that, but I thought they missed a grand opportunity. But it goes to show you how much I know because polling polling is showing that the American people are paying attention and that this is actually doing some damage to not only Trump but the Republican Party and that Trump is really starting to get worried based on everything that he's seeing that's, that's playing out with the committee. He's being, you know, to the point where – He's thinking about announcing that he's running for office, and the reason why, according to sources that are close to Trump, is because he feels that if he declares himself as a candidate, Mr. Elias, that will get the dogs off, and then it would really put the January 6th and the Justice Department in a very compromising position. What say you in regards to that thought? To Donald Trump's, you know, supposedly thoughts as to why he is going to probably announce within the next thirty to forty days that he's, you know, seeking the White House in twenty twenty four. Wow, my question, my first question is why would he get him off of him? 
because the bottom line is that we've seen the the effects of what he did when he was in office, and we've seen and we've seen how incompetent he was doing this. And he wilded he wilded the base up to get them to go storm the Capitol, and he he wanted to go down there with them, you know. And and the Secret Service stopped him from going down there. So, you know, I wish they'd let him go. After a fight, I really after do. a I fight, in the, after yeah. a fight in the truck. <laughs> yeah, I wish they. I pray. I, I wish they'd let him go. So that way they they'd have had even more dirt on them. So look, man, this guy's unfit for office, and all those people like you know the, 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 the his supporters. No matter what he does, they're gonna follow him no matter what, no matter what. And he was right. He said when he said I could choose somebody and 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 in the head in the middle of Fifth Avenue and, and Main Street and get away with it, he's right because these people are oh he didn't mean to do it. It was just an accident. They they, they would come up with all kind of excuses for this guy because they worship him. I've never seen anybody worship somebody <laughs> like they worship him. He's, he's a cult leader. Well, Jesus, and that's all he is. They worship man. Jesus and God. Yeah. I mean, you know, they worship Jesus said, and God. Said, you I mean it's just a, a mere a mortal? A person. Okay, I got you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, a person like they worship this guy because he can do no wrong, and he did all kind of wrong, and people knew he lost the election. He knew he lost the election. His daughter told him he lost the election. And what did he do? He was like, I ain't losing no election. And yeah, it's on you. You're lying. Well, but see, you know, I, I was watching something, Vanessa, and they were talking about how Trump did absolutely nothing uh, during the insurrection. And people are criticizing him for absolutely doing nothing. Well, I was watching Morning Joe the other morning, and Eugene Robinson, who is a uh, editor and a uh, colonist with the Washington Post said, wait a minute, no, he did do something. He was doing everything in his power to create the insurrection and to create a coup. So he was working. Mm -hmm. He was doing everything in his power to shut that down. He was doing everything in his power to stop Biden from Mm -hmm. being uh, certified as the 46th president, I should say, of the United States. So that question being, you know, with that on the table, I'll ask you the same question I asked, you know, Mr. LES. Um, do you think that this is going to make an impact? The January 6th opinion, January 6th committee, do you think it's uh, resonating with Americans? And do you really and truly think that after this is all said and done, that we as the people are going to see some corrective actions taken for those who broke the law? At, at the higher level, because all these insurrectionists, they're facing their days in court. And, yeah, they're getting, you know, 30 days, a year, you know, two years probation, whatever the case may be. But people at the highest levels, do you think that we're going to see some of these individuals pay the price for the discourse that they uh, created on January 6th? No. I don't. Really? I don't. No. Wow. I think that if so, they man, if they had enough, I don't. I think yeah. if they had enough butts, they would have pulled away from Trump. Look, the bottom line is, Jay, the Republicans really don't want Trump to run. They know he is crazy. They need him in order for them to get back in. But Who's the day? Are you talking about elected officials or are you talking about Republicans in general? There's a difference. Okay. So let me clarify. I mm-hmm. believe that they, the people who are running for office, 
those that are still in position in office that are trying to mm-hmm. get reelected back into office are going to back Trump. If they had any gut about them, they know Trump is crazy. They don't want him as president. <laughs> they pull away from him now, but they're not doing that. They're riding on his shirt tail. They're going to kiss his butt. But the bottom line is they need to get rid of Trump. But they don't know how. They don't know how to get rid of him. And nothing is going to happen to them people who did all of this wrong going to ride in on Trump's tail. And I don't know what Hmm. it is about this man. I don't. I don't. Does he have a golden tongue or something? Does he know what what is it about Donald Trump that yeah. everybody is following him like a tick on a dog? I don't understand it. But nothing yeah, I don't is get gonna it happen to people. Nothing I don't gonna get happen it. to I, I mean, mean get But they're gonna say, Well, he doesn't have a record, he hasn't done anything wrong. I just hope they put some kind of a felony charge or some kind of charge on him. That would knock out all kinds of licensing and things that he can get, and he would never be able to run for any kind of political office. I want them to tag these people, even if they don't go to jail, Jay. Yes, y'all, I want them to tag these people so that they can't run for office. That's what I – if they just did that, I don't care if they don't ever serve a minute of jail. Just don't ever let them be able to run in any kind of political capacity would be suffice with me. Well, I can't, but that can't happen, Vanessa, because the only way that can happen is if they're convicted of something, right? I mean, you just can't, you know, look, Donald Trump was impeached twice, but guess what? If he wants to run for office again, he can. That's so, right. So, so that's why I think, that's why I think they mm-hmm. try to figure out some way to charge him with something. But whoever that person is in New York, the, the, not the, D, the not the DA, the other person, he's too chicken crap to even file anything. That's why Donald Trump is fixing to hurry up and announce that he's going to run, and then they have to back off of investigating him. No, they won't. Say, well, of oh, course, that's a, Well, I tell you what, I, I think that Georgia poses a bigger threat to him yeah. than anything. Mm-hmm. Because yep. that, that's what the girl down there ain't playing. I think Georgia if he announces he ain't going to back though. off at all. But Georgia's not what, the whole country. What, do you, what does that mean? Yeah, but it, That but means that you got Georgia after him, but you don't, I mean, you don't have all yeah, well, the yeah, yeah, Vanessa, but but we're talking about the bigger picture of getting criminal charges on him. I don't care. Yeah, it's Georgia, you know, and I think that you know you had people like Senator Graham and some of these other high uh, high uh, uh, falutin uh, uh, D.C. people who were uh, uh, subpoenaed try to fight it in court because they feel that, wait a minute, you know, we're senators. If anything, we shouldn't have to answer the state charges. We should have to answer the federal charges. Well, guess what? You break the law. I don't care if it's state, federal, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, something we're going to talk about here a little later on with the George Floyd situation. It doesn't matter. If he gets charged and and found criminally liable, it doesn't matter. That right there is it. Well, but but you have to be thorough. You you can't just run in and char- just start willy-nilly charging people. You have to be thorough. But- 
Because if you're not thorough, then it become it, it, you know then you have wasted everybody's time. You have to make sure that yep. uh, you know you're doing the I right thing. You anything is going to happen to these people. I just don't. I have no. I guess I just don't. I, I just don't believe so strongly in our country anymore. Since Trump, I've just seen and you've seen and less have seen so much stuff that people have gotten away with that we wouldn't have never thought in a lifetime people would get away with it. So I just, mm-hmm. I don't have any trust at this point right now, today, 59 and a half years old. I don't have any trust in our government and our democracy. I just don't. And it's sad, I agree with but that. I don't. Well, it's, it's, it is sad. And I agree with your assessment. I, I'm at a point where, you know, some of the things that they were doing in broad daylight and people still didn't, uh, do anything so uh yeah i'm kind of feeling you on that one to be perfectly honest with you Uh, how do you you know i I really do i mean i don't even know how to 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 put a ball on it but just to say yeah you're absolutely correct how do you have faith in a country who allows people to break the law in broad daylight and you can see because of their privilege they have the ability to do these things and uh nothing happens it's uh it's really a sad state of affairs. You know, you heard the saying before that no parent should have to bury their ch- their child. And as a parent, that's something that I just cannot imagine uh, uh, me doing. Uh, but but what about children? What about children who have to bury their parents? Even though we know that's the normal, the, the circle of life, but it's still hard on children, especially young children. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to talk about a teacher now. After finding out she had 10 bereaved kids in her class, a Florida teacher created a teen uh, grief group. It's a place where kids can support each other and feel like they're not alone. We'll hear that story in this week's edition. It's convenient time. In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll talk on the other side after this. Fourteen-year-old Elizabeth George grew up in a tight-knit family. So when her COVID last August, she stepped up to take care of them. So she at one point or another, every there is one thing we all have in common. It's grief. At one point or another, everyone has to deal with the death of a loved one. And when this happens to children, psychologists will tell you that the pain and the isolation of grieving can have a profound impact on their lives. Just in the last two years, a recent study estimates that more than 200,000 children in the U.S. experienced the death of a parent or a primary caregiver from COVID-19. And yet, there is very little support for kids dealing with this loss. But as NPR's Ritu Chatterjee reports, a high school in Florida has been trying to change that. 14-year-old Elizabeth George grew up in a tight-knit family. So when her parents got COVID last August, she stepped up to take care of them. So I was like running the house sort of um i was giving the medicine seeing if like everyone was okay elizabeth's mother recovered but her father didn't he was taken to the hospital and he was there for like almost a month he died due to complications from covid19 
Elizabeth's entire world was turned upside down. Her father had been the central pillar of the family. He was a very outgoing person, you know, in any like activity with our family, in our church. He was always like the person that um, you can rely on. Unlike her father, Elizabeth is shy. She's always preferred staying at home than going to school. But after her father died, she didn't want to leave her house at all. And returning to school felt especially hard. It felt surreal because like a few weeks ago, my father passed away and here I am back to normal at school. Like what? Like how even? Elizabeth is a student at Atlantic Community High in Palm Beach County. She'd always been really good at school. But after her father died, she just couldn't focus anymore. And she found herself feeling alone and isolated in the middle of a crisis. A few weeks into like me going back to school, I had like a meltdown at school. I was having a bad day. She was supposed to meet with a school counselor that day, but she was so flustered she ended up in the wrong room. And that's where she bumped into a teacher named Corey Walls. She's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. She's like, okay. She's like, are you sure? And then, I don't know, I, all of a sudden, like, I started crying. And so we went to her room and we, like, talked things out. Corey told Elizabeth she understood because she, too, had lost her father when she was young. A loss that haunted her her entire childhood. And when she was a teenager, her pain became more pronounced. I remember at my eighth grade graduation, um, it was significant that my father wasn't there. The same feelings happened again when I was a senior in high school. I went back to visit his grave. And that's when grief, like, smacked me in the face. Corey felt alone in her agony. Neither her family nor anyone at school could help her process her grief. So when she became a teacher years later, she paid attention when a student told her they'd lost a parent. When I first walked into the classroom, my first period class, I had four students that I met that had lost a parent. And I immediately could identify and understand what they've gone through and what they were dealing with. She began keeping track of these students. She had an open-door policy with them. They could come talk to her about anything. But in 2019, she had 10 students grieving the loss of a parent, and she realized she had to do more. So she launched an after-school grief support program and named it Steve's Club after her father. What I envisioned, I envisioned kids just getting together and sharing their story and being there for each other and knowing that somebody else understands how they feel. It's exactly the kind of place that Elizabeth needed after her father died. And they now have a special group of friends that they know will always have their back. And it's all based on their loss. Read the Chatterjee, NPR News. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope 
and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. I'm not surprised by the verdict because it was plain for all of the all of us to see that you didn't need training, police training, to determine that George Floyd was crying out and was an immediate necessity of some kind of medical attention. So I'm not surprised. I'm glad that the jury arrived to the right verdict. They now have called these three former Minnesota police officers guilty because they are guilty for depriving the rights of George Floyd. Welcome back in. It's uh, 49 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Serious Sound of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. This past three uh, uh, Minneapolis, former Minneapolis police officers were found guilty uh, in the uh, murder case uh, against uh, those officers, uh, the murder of George Floyd. Um, you know, Obviously, we covered the main culprit, uh, Chauvin. Uh, obviously, he's in jail more than likely for the rest of his life. But we wanted to make sure that we uh, put bookends on what was going on with this trial. So, Vanessa, let me, um, I'm not sure if you've been following it or not, because you know how it is, things just fall off the news cycle. And people say, well, we just got to keep it in the news. Well, it's almost impossible to keep every story that we are concerned about in the news. There are so many hours in the day. There are so many hours in the radio show. There are people, we've talked about people who have been shot and killed on this show on numerous occasions. We've talked about so many different things, but news dictates news, and, you know, we'll try our best to make sure we stay on top of stories like this. So let's have a conversation about this. Give me your thoughts on the uh, guilty verdicts. Uh, They all tried to blame it on the head officer, which was uh, Chauvin, saying that, you know, basically they were new officers, two of the four, two of the three, I should say, new officers. Um, You know, he was our training officer, you know, and uh, we didn't like what he was doing, but, you know, he was in charge and the jury didn't buy any of it. Give me your thoughts on the verdicts of these uh, three former officers. (laughs) Well, you know, one of them was like, Brand new, brand new, wasn't he? Wasn't one of them just like? Well, two of them were. Yeah, two of them. I think two of them were. Uh, yeah, trainees. They were uh, brand new officers. So yeah. One was like on the job a week or two weeks or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And that's the one that I have always said. I personally did not think he should get as much time as the rest of them. But I said that from the beginning and. Because when you've been on a job three days, it doesn't matter. It's not like, well, no, 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 no. And you can't sit there in good patience, Vanessa, and watch somebody kill somebody. I can see if the guy was, was you know, whether he was speeding or maybe, you know, he did something illegal. Like, and maybe, you know, uh, we watched training day. Maybe it was an, if it was an officer like Alonzo, you know, taking drugs off people. That's, uh-uh. You watch this happen. So no, you you uh uh-uh. you're not dumb. It's not like you're a child. You need to go to jail. What is Okay. Period. I didn't say he shouldn't go to jail. I said He should get he just as much get... time as the rest of them. Yes he should. Okay, that's your opinion. It's not mine. Yeah, it is. But okay, you okay. asked my opinion, I guess. Rest All of right, them my bad. they should go right off to prison. But that one who only been on the job for a week or two weeks, 
no, I don't think that he should get as much time as the rest of them. But that's my opinion. Okay. I've always said that about that one. One of them was only on that job for about two weeks. And so that's my opinion about that one, not both of them being a trainee. One of them just got there. So him, Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something before you get off that thought, because I know people are going to respond to this. But let me ask you, because I want clarity. So in your opinion, why do you think, because he only been on the job for two weeks, that he should not have received the same amount of prison time or the same conviction as the others? I'm just, just why? Because of what? Just because he's because of the fact he's only been he was only there for two weeks. And I don't know. Let me just say this: we really don't know. I have to go back and look at. It. I don't know how long he was on the job. Well, let's just use, you know, your two weeks. Because he was there two weeks, that means he should get off or not get off because you didn't say that. But you think why? Why is your reasoning for this? Sis, I don't know why you tripping. Like that's the first. Thing I'm not tripping. I'm not. I'm not tripping. I'm just asking why. It's not the first time I've said it. I. You know what? Okay. Yes, we can be judge and jury. If he was there two weeks or he was there a month, and Jerome, I'm sure if you're listening, you're going to come and chew me a new butt. But I'm there. I don't think that somebody who has just got there going to tell him. Get off of, I think he said something that he can't breathe or something. What did you want him to do? Snatch that police officer that's over him off of George Floyd's neck? Did you want him to leave his post and go use his cell phone and call the chief? What did you want him to do? So, okay, well, let, let's He just let's, got uh... there. So, you know what? That's my. Opinion I, in, my good, uh-huh. in my heart, the right. rest of them who has been in the field knew it, and I'm sure deep well, down. Well, two of them were trainee was, officers. I just don't think that he should have too much time. So I don't know. Okay. At least I'm not saying right, well, he get off, but I I don't think he should get as much time as the rest of them. But that's okay, fine. Well, well, you invoke the name of Jerome, and the smartest man in the world is in the building. Good morning, Jerome. Uh-huh. How are you doing, uh-huh. sir? Right. So, I, yeah, I I agree. I don't think that he should get the same time. 
Like I, because what happens is that if you're in, tra- if you're a trainee of something, and your superiors tell you to do something, right? Like, how is that? You're gonna get fired and lose your job if you don't do what they tell you. I think the the person who owns more of the responsibility is the person who directed you to do something. Now, if you did it on your own, then you are the culprit, right? So how war crimes usually work is that you are responsible for knowing international law. So if you're directed to do something to break the law, you are responsible for breaking the law by yourself. But in this case, I am saying that, you know, our society has been, you know, where the police association is running everything and all of that other stuff. You have to, it's a military structure. You have to follow, um, you have to follow orders. And if something negative happens, they're all culpable. But I think the superior officer, when somebody's not past their, what do you call it, their, their, um, probationary period, and I don't know what that takes as an officer to actually understand what it is, but if you're not past your probationary six months or whatever that is, I don't think you should. I don't believe that you can be held, you know, not unless you initiate it and create it. If you're following orders, <laughs> yes, but I'm My not God, sure that I... Well, well, well he... he... He invoked he invoked the military, and I'll I'll uh, let me hear Mr. Elias's thought on this, and then I'll give you my response because I disagree with both of you. But go ahead, Mr. Elias. What, what what do you what do you say in 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 this particular situation? This 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 is an absolute first for for, for this show. I, I disagree with Jerome and Vanessa. Look, this cat, what, what, what <laughs> oh my this God, you're right. Oh my God, <laughs> we're making history today. <laughs> we're making history today. <laughs> somebody and you sit there and watch it i don't give a damn about no job if i see somebody getting ready to kill somebody on my job and i got a chance to stop it damn that job i don't care i'm watching you murder this man this man's begging for his life he's screaming for his mother to the top of his lungs and you still don't have enough humanity in your damn body to say get off of him get your ass off of him or push him off come on man come on I think his ass, okay, I'll be unemployed, but I will not sit by and watch somebody get murdered. Now, watch this, Vanessa. He's unemployed and his ass is going to jail. Now, uh. I'll be unemployed, but I ain't in jail. Now his ass is unemployed and he's going to jail. So, so, so what, what do you say? What, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? He saved nothing. So now he can't provide for his family. And he's going to be in jail. He's done. Just because he wouldn't huh. speak up and say, this man is killing this man and I stopped it. What do you think the public would have said if he would have pushed him off and the, and, the police, and the police force would have fired him? They would have said, are you, get, are, are you kidding me? They would have started to go from your page and made him a millionaire. Let's call it what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd, been on, he'd stop, be on every television show as a, yep, absolutely. Stop You're the right. madness. Stop it. He, his ass should have invoked his humanity and said, look, this ain't right. You're killing this man. Get off of him. And if he didn't, he should have pushed his punk ass off of him. 
Well, Mr. Elias Giddy. Woo, ching, 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 ching. That joke going to do about $5 in the cuss can. All right, so here, look, so here's my opinion on it, because Jerome invoked the military, and this is the reason why I am in agreement with Mr. Elias. The military tells you that it is your responsibility to disobey a lawful order. If an order is, if it's an illegal order or if this order is going to cause in the loss of life of someone, and because of this lawful order, you have every right in the world, and it is your responsibility. It's not you don't have an option. It is your responsibility to not obey that order. And they had they saw, one one of the one of the cats, and I don't know if it's the guy who, who had been there the shortest period of time. One of those guys was like, "Hey, can, you know, can you, you know, can you give up off him?" I think he said, "I can't remember what he said," but it was like, "Hey, you know, should we roll him over or something?" And and Joe was like, "No, he's good right here." That's the one. About. That's what I'm talking about, Jay. Him. Well, but but then he should Vanessa. So you're going to be concerned about losing your job, and this man is possibly losing his life if you felt he apparently knew he was in distress. So so why don't you can't do that under no circumstances? Life or death? No. Yeah, they, they, were, they were supposed to. They were supposed to stop him. That's what the military tells you. But, Jay, that was that was my point. In the military, okay. you're told that you are responsible for human rights violations. And if your officer gives you an unlawful order, you, by law, you are supposed to ignore it. I don't know what they do in the police departments because police departments are pseudo-military when it comes down to it. They're just little yeah. boys clubs, and they're slave patrols, all they do. So when you disobey in the police department, and I—it's not that I uh, that I don't that I disagree with you guys. I really don't. The problem is, I'm saying that if he disobeyed an order, right? Like my humanity's intact, so out of law is my job. I'm just gonna put that out there. But at the Absolutely. same time, I can see somebody being afraid, like in that situation True. of not knowing what to do. Because the law True. technically is not on their side. It's their humanity that has to kick in. And, you know, I, right. I, I don't have any confidence in um, non-African, uh, <laughs> non-African Europeans having their humanity intact. I don't have that confidence. Right. So I can't say that they would feel some kind of way. We would, as black folks, if our humanity is intact. So any, anybody can argue with that and get mad at that if they want to, but I can just tell you this, that that police association would have been on him talking about why you touched a fellow officer. There are black people who have lost their job, and I actually I don't know him personally, but I remember right. this guy telling his story about suing the police department because he stopped a policeman from beating up somebody who was black, fired him, took his pension, all that stuff, and he is still fighting them. And that was in the seventies that shit happened. Sorry, that that had happened. Woo, that's a right? big one. Boy, we so, cussing it up a breeze this second so, set. But hold on, but you're right, Jerome, you need, you don't even have to go that far back. Uh there was a, a case here recently where an officer got fired because another officer grabbed another female officer. So you're right, right. but I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. I'm saying that could be confusing to the new officer if they've only been there a few weeks because 
they just did not know what their reaction was supposed to do. It's a military structure. They were like, um, can I intervene? Am I not supposed to intervene? Should I call for backup? Should I call and put this on 911? They need to have instructions, and I guarantee you those police departments don't give them authority to do that. They don't want and to the 911 operator saw it and called. She called the, the police department and was talking to the, the, the head man there telling him, do you see what's going on? The 911 operator was looking at it. Right. Well, I called. get that. But I think so the bigger picture here is, I, listen, listen. I, I hear what everyone's saying here, and, and, I, and you're right. We are Monday, we are Monday morning quarterback in this because let's say if he had knocked, you know, Chauvin off, George Floyd wouldn't have died, and then you know the scenario that Jerome just, uh, uh, you know, brought to the to, to our attention would have played out. So you're you're absolutely correct, but I think the bigger picture here is the fact that we all have empathy. For a new officer on the job, I sure don't. Day. Don't ever put that on well, me. Okay. I don't have. To okay, well, all right. Okay, well, well, some of us then. Let me. I'm sorry, I misspoke. So, so ask me a question. But if you want to make this personal, I don't have any empathy for him. Okay, now, my bad, dog. That's where Ellie and right. CBS and I agree. You asked me about there you go. Y'all... And Very different. <laughs> you guys are back in the saddle again. All right. So, okay, okay, I misspoke with that last oh, yeah, statement, but I will. I will, I will say this, though. I think it, it's just like a person. You know, I, I know a, a friend of mine, and we're going over. We have to wrap this up. I know, he's not a friend of mine. I got it. I know. Good guy, man. He was a good guy, great family. You know, he was uh, celebrating the promotion. He went out. He, he's not a guy that drinks. But he went out, man, had a few drinks, man, ended up killing somebody. And this is not this guy's nature. This is not who he is. But he got behind the wheel of a car while he had too many drinks. He wasn't drunk, drunk, but he was tipsy enough where his, you know, he. he it, I, a lot of us can relate to that, right? We've gone places like, Ooh, you know, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm okay. But you know what? He wasn't, and bam, he killed somebody. Even though he's a great guy, he had no ill intent. He still his actions, uh, his actions resulted in the death of someone, right? And to me, this is no different. Hey, listen, you're a new guy. We feel for you, but guess what? Someone died because of your inaction. And to say, well, you know, I shouldn't get as much time as those guys. No, think about it for murder trials. You know, when a person is the driver of a car. And if they know you committed a murder, even though you didn't pull the trigger, you get you get charged with first degree murder just like the person who pulled the trigger. So hey, you know what? It's the process of look here, man. Collateral damage, collateral damage. But anyway, I, those guys are being convicted. Go ahead, I agree with. Here's where I okay. agree with. Like okay, so as a police mm-hmm. officer, you are sworn to uphold the law. If another policeman yep. breaks the law, you arrest him. I've seen that happen before. So, oh, yes, wow. the new officer should have arrested his commanding officer. I can get with that. Oh, but you can't do that if you're on probation because you're not actually exactly. an officer. Exactly. You may not have the authority okay. to do it. That's why I'm saying in the procedure, he may not have had oh, the authority. That's confusing. So, yeah, as an officer, they have to give them permission to uphold the law no matter where the lawbreaker is. And I don't know. Mm. I I'm not. I don't know that particular case like that to say yeah. that that particular department is okay with that. But that should be a uh, policy across the board. 
If you're an officer, yeah. you should have the ability to arrest somebody breaking the law, even if it's another officer. Right. Good stuff. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Eight minutes after the hour, we are three minutes over. It's time to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Online radio at its best.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven to you listening to the serious side of the J Raw show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best. Uh, glad you guys are in the building on this beautiful Sunday. It's uh, fifteen minutes after the hour, and uh, this next story is a story that's closer to Vanessa and I. Uh, it happened here in Houston a few months back. A uh, nine-year-old girl was shot and killed. She was shot and killed as her and her family were going to, matter of fact, this happened in February, they were going to have a Valentine's Day dinner at a local pizza place, and um, she was shot and killed. Now, she was shot by a man who had just gotten robbed at an ATM, and so he got robbed, he went to his vehicle, grabbed his weapon, and tried to engage the robber. He thought that the robber jumped into the family's SUV, or he thought that the family's SUV was the getaway car for the robber. He shot in the car, killing this young girl, hitting her in the head. This past week, um, a grand jury uh, decided not to indict him on murder charges. Obviously, the mother is distraught. The community is divided. And so I wanted to bring it here and see what our experts think about this particular situation. Jerome, start with you. Um, this was a man who had just gotten robbed at an ATM, right? Came up shooting. And, um, and unfortunately, this young girl was killed. Do you think it was the right decision by the grand jury not to charge him for murder? Uh, so I don't understand. So... Someone he shot the wrong person. Is that what happened? So what happened? Yeah, well, he he, he, was, he was an ATM and he got robbed. So the person took off running, and apparently his car was right there. So he jumped in his car, ran around, I guess a corner or whatever the case may be, started firing at this SUV because he thought that SUV was the SUV of the robber. Turned out it was not, and he killed oh, a yeah. nine-year-old girl. Okay, I'm good. All right, so. He should be charged. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, I mean, I don't know what the reason was that they let him go, but that's unreasonable. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you right. what happened. What they said was a person has the right to defend their, themselves or their property. And so that's yeah. the reason. I, that's, what, that's how he got off. Yeah, but that don't make <laughs> sense. So you have, a, you have a reason to defend yourself and defend your property, but you can't obviously right. go kill somebody because something got stolen from you. So let's just say the, the guy jumped into a Ford Escort, but you're going to shoot somebody in an SUV? You better make sure that it's the person that you intended that stole your stuff. But you don't get to arbitrarily right. kill somebody else because somebody stole something from you. That's not defending yourself. That's not protecting your property because they didn't have it. Right? So mm-hmm. you better be damn sure that that's the person that you're going after. 
So they got that wrong by saying, oh, okay, we should have played black or white. Because technically, mm-hmm. that was the black person. Because that this is cut and dry. Kill mm-hmm. somebody that did nothing to you, you get charged with their murder. Whatever, whatever your motivation is, your mama got mad at you, you didn't have no gas money, that has nothing to do with the person that you just killed. You're you're probably should go to jail for it. You most ninety nine percent will go to jail for it. Well, let's play so black and white. So, wow. Well, well, let's play, well, let's play. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought, Jerome. No, no, finish. I'm no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. white folks world, do they get to have an excuse for why they did something that was immoral and ethical and be able to use that as a defense? You know, I you know with that uh, with a rich kid was too rich to know what he was doing. Like stuff like that. Yeah. They make that stuff up on the fly. Mm, interesting. So let's play black or white. So in this case, uh, Mr. L.A.S., the government, think he's black or white? I think he was white. What about you, Jerome? I think he. Yeah, I, I think he has to be white. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so crazy. White. Well, gentlemen, you're wrong. He was an African American man. I, yep. I knew you were going to do that because you were too giddy to play the game. <laughs> So here's how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. I, mean, I, I guarantee you, so you, I guarantee you that Joe is white. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about that part, I but that. Uh, I, I was okay. I was shocked. Was the young girl, I was shocked by black. this. No, she was, was Hispanic. Black. She was Hispanic. Okay, same. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I was shocked, too, Jerome. Well, well yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't know that. But but I would but listen. When I saw the case, uh, you know, I was like you. You know, these people here they are. But it was an African American man, and he didn't look like no guy that you know didn't look like a, a corporate executive. He like some cat that lives in third ward around here. And I, so I was shocked that he wasn't charged. But I think the bigger thing here, Vanessa, you can help me out with this. It's because it's Texas. Right. So even though this was a black person who committed, in my opinion, he should have been charged. Now, he was very remorseful. I mean, you know, listen, he was very remorseful. But you can't indiscriminately just come up and start shooting at people because shooting at cars that you mm-hmm. think that, you know, that, that robbed you. So so but this the, the bigger picture here is Texas, Vanessa, because Texas is like, wait a minute. You know, we can't sit here that we're saying that everybody can carry a weapon. A good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. You know, we can't set this precedent. So we're going to let this black boy roll because the bigger picture is we want everybody to be armed in Texas. See, I think that was the bottom line here. To me. Well, the, okay. <laughs> but Bobby is just like – Lord, he just couldn't believe that, that he got away with that. Um, but me, I'm sitting there like, hell, with all the stuff that's going on, I'm just not surprised. But in Texas, I'm really shocked that he got off with that. But he shouldn't have because he, okay. In, Paso, it, 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 in Texas, you can protect your own property. So if you come and you rob my house, I should be able to shoot you. But if you go rob my neighbor's house and, and then I go back in the house and get the gun and go back out and shoot you, you should be guilty. 
same thing with this man. Once that guy left the scene of robbing him, firing, shooting like you on gun smoke, all willy-nilly at vehicles that look like the one that robbed you.
That's why, because your attorney has to cite a case to prove your point. In most states, and I mean in all 50 states, have contradictory laws like that, but you just need a good attorney that has paralegals that can cite the case to prove your point. So I don't know what they must have cited to let that guy go, but there had to be something that was in the, in the, in the area of she shot at the guy, and it went to the wrong truck, and it killed them, and, it, and the judge made a judgment and said, I'm going to let you go because you weren't shooting at the little girl. You were shooting at the guy, and we can give you something else, but we can't charge you with murder of the little girl because there was no intent. So it could have been technical. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I'm just saying well, yeah, I that, believe that yeah. you kill people and get away. Mm-hmm. No, that, that was exactly it. it, was the fact that you have the right to defend yourself and uh, – you know, uh, but he fired at the wrong truck. He didn't. He didn't shoot that direction. It happened to hit her. He shot. That's what I'm they shot, I don't know. He shot at the SUV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, mistaken identity, Mr. Elias. Let me get your thoughts on this before we get out to the phone. Momo B is waiting, and you know we don't want to leave her waiting too long. She'll get just start that. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Well, look. Bottom line is this, man. I, I, what kind of precedence does this set for anything else? Like Jerome just said, this is what I was going to say from the very beginning. You know. You know, if somebody, so in Texas, you go out with a million and shoot somebody, and the precedence has already been set. You didn't convict him, so how are you going to convict me? This is crazy. That man should have went to jail. I don't care. He should have went to jail because, uh, you, you, you know, the, the robbery had already been committed. So now you're going after these people. I could see if you shot while, it was in, it was, while they were committing the crime. But you, well, that, like Vanessa well, said, well, you had a cool well, Technically, theory. You ran in your car, but, got but, your gun, and you... you well, but, Ms. Elias, think about it if you and I, because remember, we used to go to the ATM at the crib. Oh, you go oh, get your money. Oh, I'm sitting in the car with a gun. It's, a, it's like you stop you. at a bank. But, but hold on, man. But okay. see, we're talking as if he had many. Okay, so you go to a bank. Somebody said, man, get your hands up, boom, boom. He give me your money. He takes off running. You immediately go to your car. It's right there. And go retrieve your firearm. So it's you could be to your car within seconds. If your car is parked right there, okay. it's not like he left and ran okay. down the street. His car was probably sitting right there. The I'm not trying okay. to defend him. Take off you, Vanessa. What? You said it best. But wait, if, just what you just said. If he ran to the car that quick and that car is right there, why did he shoot the wrong car? Okay. Well, I don't right. know. It's night. It's right. night. I can't speak my, for that. My, my, my point is this. You sat, when I sat there and went to the ATM, you had your pistol ready to go, right? So if somebody right. jumped out, boom, we right there. We ready to go. But he, but he, it's the and same he had thing. No, it's not, man. The guy took off well, running. Look. So now you know, do you know what the guy looked like, or are you just going to shoot all willy-nilly? Cause that's what well, I, I don't know, man. He started shooting all <laughs> willy-nilly and killed a nine-year-old girl. I, hey, listen, I'm with you on yeah. that one. I, I, listen, I, I think all of us agree that he should have been charged. And I'm not sure. Maybe it should have been charged. With, maybe there should have been, been a manslaughter charge or something. But I, I, I have no idea. I mean, but it's unfortunate. And to listen to her mother, man, every time I hear her speak, man, I just get teary-eyed because she is hurting even this late. And I can't imagine being in her shoes. Uh, just going to get pizza on Valentine's Day and her daughter is gone. Wow, unfortunate. All right, we're going to take a break. Momo B, hold your water. We'll get you in uh, during the mid-morning good, good mornings, and uh, we have a little time to spend there as well. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this, part two of Mariana Music's Corner, and Momo B is right around the corner. I know you don't want to miss that.
got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call and number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay, and it's time to say good morning to all the people who are a part of this program. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. This panel is awesome. Good morning, baby. Yeah, I mean, we all got our opinions. I can rip this morning, I'm trying to tell you. Well, that's right. Sleep with your fist balled up. My main man, Mr. Jerome, is freezing out. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. What about I you, Mr. Elias? Good morning up. to you, sir. Oh, okay. you, you, your fist is not balled up? <laughs> okay. No, no, I have to unball it. I have to, I have oh, to yeah, let no <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Elias is fighting a good fight. Mr. I can imagine Mr. Elias is one of those, uh, you know, you see those weather commentators outside when they have their parkers on and the weather is just kicking and they out there doing their thing. Mr. Elias is doing that this morning in the great state of Indiana. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mr. Elias. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's uh, fighting the storm right now, uh, but he's here. I promise you. The weather got him. It's like, I'll be with you in a minute. He's outside with that Parker on. It is uh, bad up there. Hopefully, be safe, my brother. Be safe. Uh, man, it is bad. I want to say what's up to the people in the chat room. Mr. Elias usually uh, handles that, but I want to say what's happening. I know Kavina Man is listening. What's going on, my brother? Oh, and let me bring in the one and only Mrs. or Miss Momo Beasley in the easy. Good morning, Momo. How are you? Good morning, everybody. I'm fine. How are you? Wow, I'm fine, too. Uh, good that you're here. So uh, we'll hear from you in a moment. Let me say good morning to the people that's out there in the chat room. Let me say good morning to the people who are listening, uh, to the pastor and all those people as well. Have some interesting comments coming in. Can't wait to read them during your segment, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Mr. Elias is back in the building. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and Lon. Good morning, uh, Vanessa. Good morning, Momo B. Lon. Good morning, Kathleen. Lon, good morning, Rich Sister. Lon, good morning, Mary and the Music. And Mary and the Music, that first song was Like Rain by Allison Crockett. And that other song was by Bob Baldwin. And it is called uh, uh, Neo Jazz by Bob Baldwin. And good morning, my brother Hawkins. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Can we say hello to some people in the chat room, my brother? Kavina Man's in there with us this morning. What's up, Kavina Man? Figured as much. Like, good morning to you, my friend. All right, Momo Beasley's in the house. So, Momo B, you had your hand up before the end of the last segment. So, we have a few minutes. I'm pretty sure you want to make some comments. What is on your mind on this beautiful Sunday morning? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the um, what I heard from you guys about the nine-year-old girl that was shot uh, with the ATM yeah. robber. Um, well, at first, according to what y'all said, I was thinking that 
uh, okay, somebody got robbed at an ATM by some robber, and he ran away. I ran to my car, I got my gun, and I shot at a vehicle that I thought that he was in. Yep. And then I went to jail, and I took trial. Now, they said he got, what y'all said, he got off on um, murder charges. And I'm like, well, what kind of murder charges did he have? Because if it was like first degree murder or something like that, yeah, he would have got off. I didn't understand what kind of, kind of murder charges he had pending. So uh, once he killed a little girl, of course he wasn't trying to kill a little girl. So yes, if it was just like murder in the first degree, second degree, or something like that, I, he, of course he would get off on that. Because those mean you killed the right person. You kill the right person, then you get murder charges. If you kill somebody by accident or you kill the wrong person, even if you were trying to kill another person, then it goes down to manslaughter charges or something to that effect. So I was really confused about what was going on. So, but he got off on murder charges. I didn't know exactly what charge he got off on, and I didn't know why. Of course, a nine-year-old child dies. So yes, automatically, he should do some jail time. He should. He just should. Because somebody's child died, a little girl died. So that's automatic jail time in my eyes. You can't tell me you killed my little girl by accident. I'm okay, yes, okay, I understand. Goodbye. No, that's not, it's not going down like that. So he should have got some type of jail time. Now, the um, the prosecutor should have did, did better research. They live in the state. Every state is different. We know that. But they live in the state. They work in the state. They know the state rules. They know how it goes. So they should have did a better job. There's no way a nine-year-old child should die if a person who killed her don't get no jail time. That should never happen. And no state. I don't care what went down. If I'm trying to get my stuff back or somebody robbed me from my stuff and I think I'm seeing the right person, that's me. If I hit the wrong person, I got to deal with the consequences of that, too. I don't know what they took from him, but I don't know. I don't I don't know if it was $5,000. You know, I don't know. Well, some people get $5,000 at ATM. I can't. <laughs> but some people well, whatever the case may be, when you start shooting, you better make sure you know who you're shooting at. Otherwise, even though even if you shot the man for real, for real, the right man, you still have to face some charges. You just can't shoot shooting people and just say, "Hey, he robbed me. What did he get? Five hundred dollars? I just took it out the ATM." Okay, so you're gonna take a person's life for five hundred dollars? Remember, my brother went to jail. For 26 years, because the person robbed him of $150. And that was the whole start of that process. And that's why he went to jail for less than $150. So that doesn't make any sense to me. He should just let that man go and live. You know? But he got out of control while they were fighting, and then he just did what he did. And so that's it. You got to be yeah. more careful about how you tell against people. Because you're going to jail. Once you take a life, you're going to jail. Once you pull out a gun and start shooting, I ain't to tell you're going to jail. Unless you're in some state that allows you to do that crazy stuff. And that's crazy to me, too. But some okay. states allow you to do stuff like that. People break in your house, you mm-hmm. shoot them dead. I, I understand that the, the whole concept, even if I don't live yeah. in the state where I can shoot somebody dead when they come into my house, I'm going to try yeah. because you come into my house. But I have to face the consequences right. if I live in the wrong place. Right. Guess where I'm going? 
There you go. And, and, and you know, and the thing is, and appreciate those comments, and, you know, and the thing is, is that, uh, you know, we talked about that whole situation that happened with Breonna Taylor where the cop it, it came into just shooting willy-nilly and the fact that that cat got off uh, for endangering other people. You know, I mean, you just can't go around shooting your weapons at folks without pickquins. I mean, you know, if you pull that trigger, you have to be prepared for whatever happens next. All right, thank you so much, Momo. It's time for the next topic. Online radio at its best. Tim, with Trump banned from Twitter, we don't have the hourly insight into his psyche that uh, we had when he was president. But if he's calling a witness, he's watching, and he's worried, right? Oh, I, he's desperately worried because Donald Trump is an ignorant man. He is not sophisticated about many things, but he is a lifelong student of celebrity, the power of media, uh, the power of performance art, and the power of TV. And the January 6th hearings are the most effectively staged congressional hearings in our modern history. And they've been uh, pointed, uh, sharp, informative, well-staged, and very, very damaging to Donald Trump. And all right, uh, once again, the devil's still working. That is not the clip. I'm not sure. It is showing one thing, but it played something else. All right, what we were talking about, basically the last segment of the show, is uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, Joe Manchin uh, continues to be a thorn in the president's agenda, a thorn in the side when it comes to the president's agenda. And I just, real quick, because we are running out of time, and I definitely want to get to uh, state your case. Um, real quick, and let me start with this one with you, Ms. Elias. Um, shouldn't he just, what can the Democrats do about this guy? I mean, because um, clearly, he really, he really don't care. And he, you know what, and his ego kicks in. He just knows he has Biden by the cojones. And he can do what the hell he wants to do. It is really amazing to watch this play out. So real quick, man, give me your thoughts on this. Hey, man, he should be primary. Let's call it what it is, primary. Cause that's well, what he's he, that's not what because he, he has a – dude, dude, he has a like a 60% approval rating with everybody in the state of uh, of uh, West Virginia. That includes Republicans, really? Democrats. He is very – yes, yes. I would primary him. I would primary him. I was primary. Who's going to be? You never know what can happen. You never know what can happen. He's not going anywhere. You never know what can happen. Well, you never know unless you try. So what is true? But but you have and and, and, and hell, I was primary. That's what the Republicans do. That's what the Republicans do. But you know what though? But see, no, dude, listen, man. We talk about how some people jump in races, and you know these people who jump in these races, and they don't have any chance of winning these races, but they disrupt presidential elections. You know, people who jump in third-party candidates, you're stealing votes from folks who really and truly could make a difference. Spending money in West Virginia is pouring money down the drain. He is popular in that state is by both okay, parties. Well, primary, yes, he and, is. And, and, and if you don't try, you'll never know. If you don't put that running in there and say, hey, man, and, and, and this is what this is what he's blocking from you. You're a poor state, and he's blocking he's blocking money that could come here and help you. And yeah, you but he still has his over. Okay, all right. Well, listen, I hear you. Happen. I hear you. I know if I was the head of the and Democratic so, Party, I wouldn't waste my breath or time. Well, okay, that's just me. What about you, Vanessa? This guy <laughs> continues to be throws a monkey wrench, and he lies too. 
because he's like, oh, I'll listen. But then when, it's, when, when the moment of truth comes up, he goes on Fox News and he announces whatever he's going to do. He is a joke, and I wish there was something that they can do. But I guess Democrats are looking at this from the perspective, okay, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. What if a Republican gets in there? You know they will never vote with us on anything. At least we get this guy some of the time. So, you know, it's the, it's the you know, it's the, he's the lesser evil. We get something. So, you know, something is be- you know, what, what's the old saying? 10% of something is better than 100% of nothing. What do you think about this guy, Joe Manchin? Wow, yes, me. I just don't like him. Have you ever, does the word two faced mean anything? I mean, oh, he is. <laughs> he has this folksy yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I just want to try to do the right thing when it comes to you. A freaking joke, man. He's a joke. Yeah. He's a joke. I mean, it, it really is. Him and Kristen Simmons, I mean, they're just, they're clowns. But he is worse than she is. This is ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. What about you, Jerome, man? Well, I think that Bannon, I mean, Bannon, geez, mm-hmm. I'm looking at something else. I think that in this, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that, um, what's his name? I keep. Up, I don't know why I just called him Bannon. What's his name? Um, Manchin. Well, I think that, that's Manchin, good. Right. That I think they actually like him. But I don't. I think that Manchin um, is just a conservative Democrat, and the one thing you cannot do is make him switch to independent because the the Senate would automatically switch to Republicans. So even though Democrats are mad at him and he's a jerk and all of that other stuff can't really do nothing about him because he gives the Democrats control. Now, if you don't believe me, in New York State this happened where a Democrat switched when they had control just because he didn't like something, he became independent, and the Republicans had control of the state legislature just because that fool, as a Democrat, switched and became independent while they were in session. So can't really Bernie jump Sanders was an man. independent. Huh? Isn't Bernie Sanders an independent? Yes, but you can choose to caucus with someone if you're independent. Oh, okay. You're saying if he, okay, you're saying if he becomes independent, right. then he so may you can be a, you know go and with Republicans. To caucus with either one, and it would be a tie. But if you choose to caucus with the other side, then they have the advantage. No. Do you understand? No. So yeah, as yeah, Bernie Sanders chooses yeah. to caucus with the Democrats, they have the majority. They can still be so there's nothing there's nothing they can do about him, nothing at all. Just pretty much, no. just, you know, just grab your ankles and take it because he's going to do what he wants to do, and that's just the end of it. Yeah, I wouldn't I use that analogy. But... Well, yeah, just grab your ankles and take it. I mean, what can you do? There's nothing you can do about him, nothing. nothing. And he knows it. He, to me, is the most powerful man in Washington. I wouldn't go that far, but I think that, like Elias said, I would primary him. I would pressure him in his own state. The only thing you could do is pressure somebody in their own state because mm-hmm. just like what did that do, Cotton and all of those guys who are just absolutely lying and jerks and covering for Trump, the reason they don't fear is because nobody attempts to unseat them where they're comfortable. So they're independent once you get to Washington, it is just your home state is where you got your problems, and they need to they need to press him on his home state. Hmm. And that's the only thing you, you agree do. with that, Mr. Yeah, well, you agree with that, Mr. Elias? 
I I do I wholeheartedly, man. You you know you you, you if you primary him, you put pressure on him, and you and you and you and you put enough ads out there to say, hey, look, this is what you could have, and this is what this man is giving you. And and, and and you make it a point and you just keep pushing the point and pushing the point. You don't think they know that already though? You don't think they know that already? You know why well, I don't so know. Well why is Trump well well I mean you can ask that question for anything. I mean don't you don't you think that, that I, you know we talk about this a lot on the show the though. Poor states in the union. That's one of the poorest states in the union, man. Yeah, but on. he's and he's yeah, but, but he continues to and he's stopping money from getting there, and he knows he's doing it, and he don't give a damn. Yep. And he's stopping money from getting there, and and and, and you, you mean to tell me them folks gonna keep putting up with that? That's an important. So what? So, so why is he so popular? He's stopping then? money from getting there, huh? So why is he so popular? Why is he so, so popular? Why is he so popular? Yeah. I didn't mess with ain't getting there because when because when 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 Camilla Harris went there and 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 she started no. start raising some hell there, what what happened? He's like, hey, get out of my state, get out of my state. Right, right, because he's not popular there. The the problem is, is that people don't like to get rid about. of incumbents, and if you don't have any money to challenge them, you're going to sit there for life. So that's why he's like, get out of my state, because he don't want them rattling it up. If he wasn't worried about her, he'd act like Lindsey Graham and just be like, come to South Carolina all you want to. I'm still going to mm-hmm. win. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess so. All right, is uh, let's, let's get some comments in here. I just, I, they just, they should have term limits. Get the hell out. Yeah, you're right. You're one hundred, you're hundred percent. Well, right. I agree with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really agree with that. Let's, let's get some comments in from our peeps that listen to our show. Online radio at its best. All right, Pastor, please forgive me. I'm not going to play your hit music because we are up against it, so we'll just cover it all at the end. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything you want to read from the chat room? Sure don't. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I have some. Good. Let me let me get in here and read these real quick. All right, Pastor, uh, some interesting comments. I can't read them all, but I'll pick like three. The first three I'll, I'll read. All right, so uh, Pastor Steve obviously gets it. He says, good old guys. What a great show. This is for the record, I would have been unemployed. And one more thing, I never comment on the music uh, that is played on the show, but I really enjoyed that first selection. I'll wait to hear the artist from the DJ extraordinaire, Mr. L.E.S. Have a blessed Sunday. All right, Pastor, I think he named it again, and hopefully he'll say it one more time before we get out the air. Uh, Clarence from Arkansas says, I want to address something Miss Vanessa does from time to time when asked about a serious topic. She laughs before a response. By doing this, she is not being disrespectful to the topic, but she uses this gesture to gather her thoughts. I wanted to bring this up because one of my dear friends who listens to y'all show from time to time mentioned this to me. Okay, Clarence, thank you for the clarity. We'll let her respond. Uh, Brenda from Chicago loved this podcast, and I have so much to say. First of all, that man should have been charged with the killing of that little girl. But I thought his ass was white, too. LOL. <laughs> Nevertheless, off the jail you go, brother. The cop topic. Boo, boo, boo. For the two that says the cops should get a break. Now they see how it feels to be convicted. I just love this podcast, and I'll be back. Love y'all. Uh, and then she has heart emojis. Yay, yay. You're very excited, Brenda. All right, let's read one more. Uh... 
let's see, interesting. You know what? I can't. You know what? We don't have time. We're up against. We have five minutes left. We have to give people time. Okay, to can I respond, Absolutely, Vanessa. You're up. Uh, final thoughts. You can include it in your final thoughts. So you're absolutely right. I do laugh before I get ready to make a comment. Sometimes, and I do it because I have to watch what I say. Sometimes right. the things that I want to say in my head, I should not let come out of my mouth. So, <laughs> I do laugh. It's the same thing. Honey, there's some things sometimes I want to say that I know can't come out of my mouth. So, you guys, thank you for paying attention to me. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, but, Elias, uh, I hope you make it through the bad weather. My AC went out in one house. Last weekend, we had to get it done. The AC on this house went out this weekend. But I'm going to do a shout-out and say thank you, American Home Steel, because I did not have to pay a whole lot of money. And they were right at my house within 48 hours. And if a regular person had done that, they would have been waiting a week to get their hair done. So I'm not going to church this morning. I'm trying to get my house back together because fans are everywhere. And I just want to say y'all have a good week. And continue to pray for this country. Thank hey. you so much. Miss Momo, since you're here, give us your final thoughts here real quick. We have four minutes. Yeah, well, anyway, for me, it's, as I raise my hand, it's about this little nine-year-old girl that died. And I thought that the man, so like I said, I didn't hear the story before you mentioned it. So I thought the guy went to trial and they just charged him with the, the wrong charges. But at, at reading it on the internet, he didn't even get indicted for the crime. And nope. I have a real problem with that. Because once you kill somebody, automatically, I don't know, unless they did something real foul to you, and that little girl did nothing to him, he should have been indicted and went to trial and sorted all that crap out in trial. What happened, why he did this, why he did that, whatever, whatever. That case should have been taken to trial. If As a mother... I, I don't know how it would go if my daughter died. And they said, oh, yeah, it's not worth it. Sorry, get out of here. Next, I would be really upset. And there will be more dead people laying around. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good stuff, Bobo yeah. B. And I appreciate your comments. It was really, it's really hard to watch your mother. It really is. And you feel for her. All right, Jerome, make yeah. your final thoughts. Um, you know, I just want to um, – well, I, I'll do this. You know, I've been flirted with um, – Marianne in the wild. So what's up, girl? I'm just joking. I just watched that commercial. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that popped in my head. All right. And uh, my final thought is that everybody have a good weekend. Like, I won't take Elias's um, um, thunder for this, but Joe Manson, go out and vote against that fool. That's what his problem is. He don't. He doesn't have any competition. So that's all I got. All right. Dominic is the first and last word, man. Mr. Elias, my final thoughts. Well, Pastor Steve, that first song was by Carol Riddick, and it was called Round Two, in case you didn't get that. And, hey, look, folks, as always, to get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. They're trying to take your rights away to vote. And and, and this clown, Joe Manchin and Cinema, won't even put bring it to the floor or either, or either uh, to get to get it uh I can't remember that what it's called to get it to uh, bypass it, so they can so they can get your voting rights. So, yeah, filibuster. They won't even they won't bypass the filibuster. So now, you know, what does that tell you about them? They don't care about your voting rights. And and both these clowns out of office. If they're not doing what you want, ask them to do, vote them out of office. All right. 
I want to say uh, give people their roses when you can. Uh, last night I received a phone call that was very disturbing for me, and it just scared me and shook me to my core. You know, we talk about how people are lucky to have their parents at a certain age, and I'm so lucky to still have mine. And I got a call, phone call last night uh, saying that my mother was in medical distress, which scared us all. Uh, thank God she's okay. Thank God, uh, you know, everything turned out the right way. But I just want to say to her, uh, I love you. And I just want you to understand that and know that. And if you know people, give them their roses while they're here. Celebrate them while they're here because a lot of people that I know personally don't have the ability to do that with their parents. And so I grieve for those who have lost their parents, uh, but I'm thankful that I have mine. But I thought I was going to lose her last night. And, Mama, I love you so much. And uh, God bless you. And I'll be calling you right after this show is over. And on that note, Mr. Elias. It's Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the day. Wow. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. Uh, coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. So for Vanessa, for Momo, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rob saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. Uh, God bless you. We'll see you. Mama, once again, I love you so much, and I'll be calling right after this. Dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for Only Needs to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. I know you guys have been asking. Here it is. Mr. Jerome, man, what do you have on the agenda for this morning, sir? Yes, sir. I have, uh, you know, the world's population will hit eight billion people on November 15th of this year. And so India is set to surpass China as the the most populated nation um, um, next year. And, you know, they had a a World Population Day report, and it revealed that the pace of mortality is um, slowing, meaning that the population will reach 8 billion in just over four months' time. It'll be 8.5 billion by 2030 and 10.4 billion by 2100. It's the year. So wow. Yeah, I say that story because first because I, I think we talked about this where Elon Musk came out and said that they need to have more babies, and he's doing his, his best to help this um, negative birth rate. But we're going to have 8 billion people on the planet. Mm. So it was interesting to, to see Elon Musk say that. And I know I just kind of jumped into this, Jay, by the way. But the funny thing is, is that Europeans have a negative birth rate. So what Elon Musk was talking about was that they, white people, need to have more babies. That's where the mm. abortion fight kicks in. That's where we're having problems, where the folks said that, we're going through a demographic winter. They're all using code words and telling white people to have more babies. That's what our point <laughs> is about. But according to this 
story, 8 billion people will be on this planet November 15th. So we're not having a birth crisis. It is white folks that's having a birth crisis. That they're not really saying. They don't want to say that, but that's what they're saying. And they're getting paralyzed. Well, I, I, yeah, we covered that before. They um, hate to deliver the bad news, because Vanessa put that out there, but the sun will sterilize you. That's why we need in vitro and fertilization. Say you brought out the sun. People are getting sterilized. See, I'm not going to go into, uh, into depth on that, but I will if you send your <laughs> comments to Jay. <laughs> I'm just setting Jay up. Send your comments to Jay. But, yeah. Um, California wildfire, uh, their season is up again. In Yosemite, um, they had a wildfire near Yosemite, and it almost doubled in just a day. The size of wow. the firefighter said that none of it is contained. And 6,000 people are evacuated and multiple homes are destroyed. So the wildfire mm. near Yosemite has almost doubled to 12,000 acres. And it's 0% mm. contained. Yeah. There's no wow. global warming. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Vanessa talked about her uh, air conditioning going out, it is hot in Texas. Ooh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's hotter than usual. What's the temperature for Texas, baby? <laughs> yeah. What's the temperature for that today? Uh, I'm going to the thermostat. So right now it's only 92, but I think the high is going to be 101. And it has been mm. 101. And with our humidity factor, it feels like 103. But uh, it's been mm. okay because I pay fans everywhere. But my Lord, to have two houses go out with air is brutal. And, you know, that go back old school. Uh, uh, LES will relate to this, to do the right thing. You just want to put a fan on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that to us because you guys here, but that's not yelling at us. I had the five right fans thing. on. Huh? Five. I, we had five, yeah, five fans, fans on. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, you got to throw a fan on every now and then. And stick it in the window. That's how you do up north. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you that. You do that in my neighborhood, but okay. That's an old school thing. People used to just stick yeah. the pads in the window. Stick, sit up under stick the pads. Stick the pads in the window, baby. That's it. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, we know how to circulate air in and out the house. Everybody ain't always mm-hmm. have air conditioning. That's yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, even though it's going to be a little hot air for y'all because it's humid, that it, it usually at least cools you down a little bit. Stand in front of the fan. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt. But Vanessa, Vanessa said, she said, she said, did she just say, I ain't sticking no fan in the window in my neighborhood. Did she just say that? <laughs> I, I said, I can't. I said, I ain't. I said, I can't. I'm not allowed to in my neighborhood. Can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Get on okay, there's a difference. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Vanessa, if you, if you, do you like black folks? Like, put it in the different. back. Put it in the back window. <laughs> like they ain't gonna see it. Y'all won't even see it. Be back there. Yeah, they can't see it back there. <laughs> hey, there's always a way around that. If they if they look at your back window, they're way too close. Tell them back and forth. are so terrible. I'll just go get in my jacuzzi <laughs> like I did with no heat on. Make myself think I was. Yeah. Got a, got a mini sauna going on. Now, um, 
<laughs> yes. Now, oh, you know what's cool? Ford, which is the Michigan-based car company, has um, they have a, uh, a prototype for um, for electric cars that if you're mm-hmm. handicapped or um, disabled at all, that you can use a smartphone to have these electric pumps automatically put um, hook up to your car. So you know how you go to the place and you have, yeah, it is really cool if you ever get the chance to see a demo. But there's a, engineers in in Germany developed this um, robotic arm that extends to electric cars charging point port. And um, the driver can operate it using a smartphone from inside the vehicle. You don't even have to get out. Wow. I just ordered it. I ordered last year an F-150 Lightning, so I won't get it until 2025. So here's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you ordered a car yeah. that you won't get for two years. That's a truck. It's an F one fifty lightning. Yep. I like yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so can you make sure you put that in your wheel because twenty twenty five is a long time away, honey. Baby, I'm gonna be here I'm gonna be here ever. And you know it's a long time to take the fall, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, we don't mean to put out outcast on this. But Right. If if I ordered something that's coming in two years, I'm gonna be here when it get here. I don't care what mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, the the new story on those F one fifties though is that even though they're battery powered, they are more powerful than the doggone gas powered F fifties, F one fifties. Yeah, yep. so good try. And you can light your house for three days with it, so that when they when they put the charging station in your house, it backfeeds to your house, so it can it can it, so if your power goes out, it'll it'll run your house for three days. So yeah, yep. Now here's the sad thing about that is that all of this technology has existed for years, mm-hmm. for years, and they're just trickling it out because they mm-hmm. still want the power companies to make money. That's when, when everybody keeps yelling, talk about gas prices, gas prices, and how mm-hmm. we have enough power to do this. But as a capitalist society, um, oil companies like to make money. So they suppress um, technology so that they can keep gas prices high. Mm-hmm. You, know, you should be able to run yep. on a gallon of gas. You can probably run a car on these efficient engines now. You probably can run on a gallon of gas, probably get 100 miles to the gallon. But they will not put that technology out there because they can't make money from you not going to the gas station too much. Mm-hmm. And, and people are always talking about how high gas the prices are and all this other stuff. That's because they price mm-hmm. gouging. Come on. You can't tell me they're not price gouging. Yeah. And and trying to make everybody uh, jump in the Uber and Lyft stuff. Like, don't drive, you know, save gas and, <laughs> and take mm-hmm. one of these ride services, right? Um, speaking yep. of Uber and Lyft. You know, a California appellate court um, has declined to revive the Lyft drivers to be classified as em- employees. So what happened <laughs> during the pandemic, the Lyft in, um, employees tried to get COVID pandemic money, right? But Lyft said, hey, y'all independent. So they passed a law in, two th- in early 2020 around the time of the pandemic saying, the Lyft drivers are class are not classified as employees. They are independent contractors, and they wanted to reclassify them, and the judge told them no. He said, because if we reclassify really? 
Yeah, you'll be able to get sick leave um, that's required mm. by California state law. And so you can't. So who would pay your sick leave? So, yeah, so Lyft drivers are independent contractors. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. And also Uber also admitted in court this week that they concealed the data breach that they had um, from the Federal Trade Commission. And they said they'll cooperate with so they want to tell people that somebody stole all their information. Told you, you mm. can't trust corporations like that. Nope, you cannot. Yeah. Now, I don't usually do R. Kelly news, like under no circumstances, no form. I don't think I've ever. This probably is the first R. Kelly news <laughs> I have. It ain't really about mm-hmm. R. Kelly. R. Kelly's manager was found guilty of making uh, uh, a threat to shoot up like a... a, a um, a theater or something from a place that they were going to do a screening of surviving R. Kelly. And so (laughs) what he did was call in a threat so that they wouldn't watch the film. And he just got convicted Mm. of that. Yeah. Wow. He made a threat. He wasn't going to shoot it up. He was just making a threat so that they would cancel the screening of surviving R. Kelly. (laughs) I know. I do. Is go to YouTube and watch it. Hell, yeah, yeah. He was saying someone was in the audience with a gun, so he was trying to get them to run up out of there. I guess there was a lot of people covering for R. Kelly, wasn't it? Oh, OJ mm. had that kind of support. <laughs> like R. Kelly really? people was really grinding <laughs> for him. Really? OJ people threw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. All right. They call him. That's the reason they call him the Pied Piper. You know, I I don't know what that is. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, yeah, Steve Bannon was found guilty of um, contempt of Congress this week. And so the jury found him guilty on Friday on two criminal contempt charges for failing to comply with subpoenas for the January 6th committee. And the government claimed that the case was straightforward while simple. And um, still of incredible importance, and the prosecutor said, um, Molly Gatson said, our government only works if people show up and play by the rules. So mm. Bannon, those guys, tried to act like they was negotiating so that he wouldn't get sent mm. to jail. They were like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> they was like, we ain't trying to hear you. So they had and no that defense. Was a, that was- that was a Trump-appointed judge that they convicted him, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, because there are certain... There, okay, so here's how judges work. That There are certain precedences that they cannot overrule. And when you get a subpoena, when Congress subpoenas you, you have to have an excuse to, to say why you can't do something. You just can't go and, oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to negotiate with them for life on when I come by. they like Friday. And it's like, one o'clock, Friday, 1 o'clock, you're like, no, I'm not good on Friday. How about Saturday? And they're like, nope, not Saturday. Like, you can't just keep negotiating a, a subpoena. Then it's mm-hmm. a subpoena. So yeah. he was trying to stall. I had to go there. Mm-hmm. Right. He tried to stall and then tried to claim that, um, you know, when he was out, he would go on Fox and go on other shows saying, telling them nothing. You know, so he was talking mm-hmm. noise. At the same time, mm-hmm. he was telling them, no, nah, um, yeah, it's just an inconvenient time. I can't make it. 
So hmm. he can receive up to three years for this. Yeah. So what's going to happen after the end of the show? What'd you say? Oh, we were talking about that at the beginning of the show. Jay asked me. I was like, I think he's going to get some time for this one. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they will set an example of you. So mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, how much money you have. If you play with a system too long, like I said, it was a uh, Trump-appointed judge, they're still a part mm-hmm. of the same system. You can beat the system. If he would have went along with trial or something and would have messed with the judge, the judge probably wouldn't have forced him. But when you just are defiant of a system, the system kind of will kick you because you cannot set mm-hmm. precedent. So anytime it comes yeah. to that, if you're going to set a new precedent, they won't do it. Although, mm-hmm. although the Supreme Court just did that with Roe versus Wade, but that's a whole other story. But yeah. they upset precedent. You know. But Bannon will appear for sentencing on October 21st, so that should be interesting because Bannon people saying that they're going to appeal it. Prosecution said, mm. "Good luck. <laughs> like, good luck appealing the fact that you didn't." What'd you say, Vanessa? Do you think he's going to get any time? You weren't on the show when Jay asked that question. Oh yeah, he's going to get some time for that. I mean, um, longer than six months. Do you think? Okay, let me rephrase it. Do you think he's going to get longer than six months? No, they'll probably give him some symbolic um, thirty, ninety days, mm-hmm. sixty days. Uh, like, they're going to give him some symbolic time unless unless he fights them. If he fights them, the judge, again, it's a, um, a Trump-appointed judge, but he's going to see the inside of a jail cell. He's going to get a jumpsuit, and he's going to get um, he is going to get fingerprinted because he already yeah, broke the but, law. Yeah, but that's just to use him as an example, but... They're still not going to give him all the years he's supposed to get with each count. They're they're going to say he's a good guy. He's he's not going to do the time that a black man does the show. Oh, oh no doubt. But remember, Flynn yeah. went in, right? People will go to jail for um for um whatever contempt. They will they will sit them in jail, but they will only use sit them in jail for as long as the trial goes on. So as or as long as the investigation is going. So the January 6th thing is still going. So he's going to have to sit in jail because he wouldn't speak to them because that's the body that subpoenaed him. So we've had cases like that, Watergate and other things, where people's secretaries and stuff sat in jail because they didn't want to testify. Doing Oliver North stuff, there were some people who didn't want to testify. But he still went to jail. And then, um, what's the name, pardoned him. You know, mm-hmm. so who was it? Uh, Ford. Or did Reagan pardon Oliver North? One of those two pardoned him. But you will sit in the jail for the duration when you get a contempt charge for not testifying about something that's actually in. So unless he's just trying to buy time, like you said, it's October, and, you know, the election is in November. So since the sentencing is before then, they're going to take him in custody. You can't just automatically appeal it right then. He's going to go into custody on October 21st. How long he goes, I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got I a question, Jerome. Mm-hmm. Um, October 16th, <laughs> there's going to be a debate in Georgia. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> Warfield Warnock against Herschel Walker? No, I don't think that's going to play out. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Warnock so needs to be, be careful, though, with, with Herschel mm-hmm. Walker. 
Because when you have somebody so doggone crazy, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll make overconfident. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you're so crazy, you can't laugh at them, right? Because the more mm-hmm. you belittle them, the more people will get a little upset with that. So that, those people are tricky. It's like playing a sport with somebody who doesn't know how to play. Right. right? If you ever play basketball with somebody who does not know how to play, you will get hurt. Because you can't yeah. anticipate what they're going to do at any given time. Like, that's that's crazy. It's like when when Trump and Hillary Clinton were debating and he was following her around stage. Remember right, he did that? Right. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm sorry, I'd have got him off me. I'd have like, hey, man, hey, I know you're a predator. You like to grab women by their stuff. So can you get from behind yeah. me? I'd I embarrass him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. black people have, like, space issues like that, too, right? So if that was Obama, Obama would have, like, chest bumped him and be like, yo, why are you walking up on me? Like, he would have did that. Yeah. <laughs> he would have thought that in real time on TV. You can't walk close to black people like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to intimidate her. Yeah. You know, that's all that was. He was just trying to get close to her. But, yeah, so I think that, that in that case, I think it's going to be tricky Um but Herschel Walker is just going to expose himself. Everybody kind of knows he's crazy, but he's going to really show that he's not fit to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, crazy Republicans, they're they're yeah. going to, you know, it's why they dollars. run yeah. popular people for office opposed to people who have any sense. <laughs> like, as long as you're popular, mm-hmm. Kardashian can be the president of, of Mississippi. <laughs> like, she'll be That's like, sure. you know what I mean? It's popularity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, the U.S. has now successfully, successfully tested two hypersonic missiles after a series of fa- failures. So we suspect that this is a new arms race with Russia and China. So the Pentagon, mm. um, that they have, you know, um, tested two new missiles. And I, I just wanted to put that out there. There's nothing. Now, there's a study that finds that there are 40% more tigers in the wild than there was in 2015, um, giving hope that there's no endangered species. So a study from the International Union for um, Conservation of Nature found that there's up to 5,579 tigers. I don't know how they find them, but they said that that's their estimate of them living in the world um, living wild, but they're monitoring um, how many tigers we have. Now, tigers are not the friends of people, mind you, nope. but yeah, you can you can feed something all you want, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it don't mean that it's going to be your friend. You're just going to be young, lunch mm-hmm. when it's hungry. That's all that means. Now, a, a study came out that said that pregnant women are 44% more likely to have a miscarriage in the summer than they are in the winter. Now, experts fear fear that um, the heat, um, like really hot weather, sweltering heat, over the summer could be at fault here, and the risk of miscarriages are greatly increased um, because of that and compared to the winter. You know, it is it's hard. Yeah, it is hard to bring your body temperature down for when heat is on you like that that's why when people yeah. tell me oh no, i'm moving down south and i like nice weather i'm like i would take the changes of season any day 
because you can't. <laughs> you can only take out. You can only take off but so much clothes. You can put on mm-hmm. as much as you want, but you can only take off so no, much. No, 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 no. See, I disagree with that because what? my deal is when I'm in the cold weather, I have to put on four, five layers of clothes. Then I have to take them four, or five layers of clothes off when I get home. But deep in in Texas, I can just walk around like a tramp with some whole shorts on and a tank shirt like it ain't nothing. So, hey. Hey, listen. All right. Vanessa, if you and Momo wasn't here, me and Ellie yeah, would have been like, you ain't got no baby in your belly. When you got a baby in your belly, it's a whole different I'm not story. Saying, yeah, I'm not saying that. That's not a precious thing. I'm just saying that Ooh. when it's hot, you can only take off with so much. And yeah, your body, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 you you have to, <laughs> it's why you sweat, right? It's trying to bring your body temperature down. But when it's cold, Ooh. you can put on layers to come back cold. You can only go but so far in the heat. You can be naked yeah, you in go, the you heat. Go, you, you can, can only go too far in the cold, too. What you say? Yeah, you can only go so far in the cold too. I almost died. I almost died three times in the cold in New York. Three times, three different occasions. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't get frozen. Like I no, you can't can't freeze. But I'm just saying for a regular comfort thing, y'all can't move around as much in the heat. You know how that ground gets out in Texas. I've been there right. in July. When people are like, don't go outside, you can let sun go down. I'm not barefooted, and when I get real hot, I can just go to the beach, because the beach is 45 minutes from my house. I mean, you cannot justify that snow up against the heat. Just get Please. Just, just on my, yeah, I, I hate to disagree with you, my brother. What'd you say? I hate the snow. I hate the snow. I hate the snow with all something. like that. <laughs> let me, okay, so let me let me help you guys out. Let me help you guys out who are hating on snow. See what yeah, happens. go ahead. Is <laughs> you guys have hurricanes and all of that good stuff and floods? Yes, I that's yeah. double. Okay, the snow is gone that in about a day and a half. We have that once a year. Gone. Wait, wait, wait. We only have that once a year. We only have mm-hmm. it in the month of August, September, and it's gone. It's over. Well, the snow, especially Chicago, starts in October and don't end until March. Please. Nah. The snow, the snow usually, the snow usually don't hit until like January to about March. Yep. No. You know, well, I don't know where you live, but in New York, it hits way before that. that. No, it hits here in January. <laughs> But it doesn't accumulate until like January, no, like yeah, no, when it gets like January, February is. It's still cold. I can wear shorts yeah. until December. I can wear shorts mm-hmm. until December in Texas. Yeah, see, I, I, I dealt with a hurricane too, so that hurricane got me. Mm-mm. That's what uh, made yeah. the, the, thing, the thing about the hurricanes is you get warning. You can get out of Dodge. Like I always yeah, say, okay. I got out of Dodge. Say yeah, I got mm-hmm. out of Dodge. That's number one. Number two, when you're in New York and it's snow, it doesn't matter if it happens three times a year or every other week. You shoveling out there, you got on all these clothes, your heart is beating, you going to faint in the snow and nobody going to see you. They're going to walk right <laughs> on top of you. I don't, I don't shovel snow. I got a snow blower. So that's well, yeah, everybody's everybody not that fortunate. You, you can sell that snowblower or give it away. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. No. All you do, all you need to do is take your time. Stop rushing. 
You mm-hmm. won't have no heart attack yourself. Mm-hmm. You won't rush. Yo, so yo, you freeze to death. Either you want to freeze to death or have a heart attack. You pick, pick which one you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think I'd rather have a heart attack. <laughs> okay. All right, but you know that, that heat will stroke you out. That's all I want to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, take your butt inside. In Florida, we, who hangs outside unless you're at the pool or the beach? Ain't nobody hanging around outside. You take your butt inside. But, but that's Shame in the cold, too. Snow, Ain't nobody hanging out. No, because yeah, you got to double. Inside, you got to yeah. go to the store. You got to do a lot of stuff in New York. You got to slide down the block in the ice. Nah. You got to get to action. Nah, if you know it's going to snow, you're gonna, you, you, you get prepared for the snow. You know hey. it's going to snow the day before. You well, then prepared, why, you why, why is the street still full of people when it's snowstorm? Why? Well, you, you know, said it's tough. You get warning. You get warning when it's going to snow like that. I, yeah, whatever. And you think you think I'm gonna I'm go out there and stand in lines? I'm like I'm be the only one out here today, and you be getting in fifty people on the same day. The storm, storm is going outside, and we all standing inside like a fool. I'm like, what? What are y'all doing out here? <laughs> all I'm saying is that we have one third of the world's drinking water up here, so let that drought stuff let that sink in. <laughs> That's why we have drinking water. So. Hey, the fresh water is up this way for a reason. Shades uh, and seasons don't really bother me. Jerome, where you live uh, at? I'm in New York. I'm in New York State. Oh, okay. But the Great Lakes are off. That's off fresh water. The one third of oh, the world's okay. water is in the Great Lakes. Well, let's all move to the Great Lakes. No, that's yeah. Not. I mean, it's, <laughs> this was all covered during the Ice Age. All of New York was covered. So we have underwater springs and stuff, and that's why spring water and stuff is up this way. We have natural oh, okay. springs. This okay, great lake. All right. Look, he's bragging. Vanessa, get him, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're going to move up. Vanessa ain't getting me today. All right. So, I ain't even dealing with him with that because, honey, I ain't dealing with no snow. Like I said, right now I got on a tank shirt and some booty shorts. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this LES and I are on this uh, on the Help show. Don't see booty Help shorts us. around us. This this. <laughs> I, we will, we will, we will black out from the news. Don't, don't do that. All right, that's good. That's towards the end of the show. We have to get more news before we get to that. Until we Is get to that part. Of the to shut up. What'd you say? Are you telling us to shut up? Oh, Come you on, said no, am I telling you guys to shut up? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, no, I said. Yes, said, I said that the conversation about booty shorts can go a whole different direction. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That's all I. No, yeah. He was like, I got a booty shorts. I'm like, that could go a whole different way. All right, so anyway. You know what in September. <laughs> All right, so um, where was I going there, um, Elias? Netflix, yes, you is joining forces with Microsoft. They're developing an ad-supported, cheaper subscription plan after they lost about 200,000 subscribers and their stock plans, so... They are now going to have, like, um, they announced um, three months ago that they would introduce ads and that Microsoft will bring it to their platform. So they're going to have a cheaper service for all you people who left Netflix, which I didn't have, um, because they were getting too high. But they're going to give you one that actually now has ads, is what they're saying. Now, Amazon is quietly developing um, vaccines for breast and skin cancer that will be cheaper than the current treatments um, as they are trying to get FDA approval in clinical trials. So okay, I, I don't know. 
I'm a little scared of Jeff Bezos and Amazon. They they have their hands in too much stuff. But can you imagine if you got a prime I'd account, you get a vaccine cheaper? Like when they have sales, mm-hmm. they'd be like a yeah, prime I'd tag. You want a vaccine? Bezos do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You want? I'm a little skeptical, but they're developing the cancer vaccines with um, Seattle's Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center um, and um, has started an FDA approval um, approved clinical trial. So they want to develop personalized vaccines. So this should scare all of us, especially black people, when they say stuff like that. Personalized vaccines are DNA altering vaccines. you got to be really careful. And I know we just came out of a pandemic. I'm not telling anybody not to get a vaccine. I'm just saying that one sounds scary. All right. Now, um, Twitter Twitter has a legal com- complaint accusing Elon Musk of violating his $44 billion takeover agreement that includes an uh, unusual uh, exhibit. Like, it's a tweet of, of him containing a, a uh, a poop emoji, right? They are taunting, Twitter is ta- taunting Eli Musk with a poop emoji because he wants to get out of his takeover of Twitter. It, doesn't that sound weird? You want him to own your company, but you taunt him on a company that he's supposed to buy. Really? It seems a little strange. Yeah. Mm. But, wow. but again, we, oh, you weren't here when we talked about this. Elon Musk, if you remember months ago when he started this and I came on the show, he ha- I don't believe that he had any intention of ever in Twitter. From day one that I heard that story, I don't know if you remember, I said that he was not buying Twitter. What he was trying to force them to do is to ease up on restrictions to get Donald Trump back on Twitter. And when yep, that didn't work, that. Yep, when that didn't work, he wants to pull out of the Twitter bid, and now he and Donald Trump is falling out. That's how rich people help each other. He was going to use money to yeah. leverage Twitter to get that food back on Twitter, and now he's like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want to buy y'all. Because yeah. it didn't make yeah. sense that he owns Tesla and SpaceX, and that he wanted Twitter who loses money. Right. But he in, he he inflated their their stock prices by just announcing that he was going to buy them, but he has a billion-dollar clause, or it's uh, for him to back out. He has to pay them a billion dollars, and apparently he doesn't mind doing that. But he's not going to spend the forty-four million to buy them. See how that? It was a shell game that he was playing, uh-huh. and now Twitter's mad. Should have known it. Should have saw that coming. Thailand. Now this is a law that I happen to agree with. Thailand um, said that sex offenders will be treated with chemical castration after lawmakers approve the procedure. Criminals who are considered likely to commit more sex acts after their release will be given the option of the injection to reduce their prison sentences. Now, I'm not advocating for it one way or another, but if you're a sex offender and you want to get out early, they're saying that they will castrate you before you leave. What'd you say? How you... How do you know they're going to commit another crime? How, who determines that? They're going to commit That's another exactly crime. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. No, no, no. See, the Are trick you? is, no, the trick is, is that they're not going to castrate you. You get that option. If you, if they say you can reduce your, your sentence, 
if you want to be impotent when you go out. But, you know, I have no love for um, for for sex crimes. Now, it, some of them yeah. are very no good, yeah. right? If you're 18 and the other person was 17, I think that's a gray area. You're the same age. You had a birthday. You can't just be like, oh, that person's a sex offender because their girlfriend – when they dated, when they were 16 to 17, you turned 18 and she was 17. Like, I, I think there's gray areas in it, but when it's when it's children, I'm with the castration stuff. I don't believe in anybody messing with children. Yeah, I you don't know. either, but check this out. Castration is not going to stop sex crimes. If you're a sex offender, you could do a lot of, there's a lot of sex crimes that, that oh, have to do with not. penetration. No, I know it's not. I know yep. it's not. That wasn't. Oh, they shouldn't, even, they shouldn't a, even put that on the table. Yeah. I don't know, but their lawmakers approved that procedure, saying that if you want to reduce your your sentence, you have to self mutilate yourself. Apparently, that's in that's in Thailand. That will never fly in this country because we oh, don't really okay. we're not really supposed to be doing inhumane stuff, but we do anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So they won't do that. To that's another. There. That's another. That's another show. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It really is another show. Now, the White House says that hospitals must offer abortion. If the mother's life is at risk because federal laws protecting emergency care supersede state laws after that Roe versus Wade ruling. So according to the guidelines, abortion and other procedures conducted under such circumstances are protected under federal law regardless of various state bans. So um, even though they're trying to fight this, federal law always supersedes state laws. So... The state, the federal, just says that you're protected for emergency services, and you can't arrest somebody or, or um, bring charges against a doctor for something that they're enforcing from federal law. So abortions are legal if the, um, if the mother's life is at risk under federal law. So I think I, I'm doing a story because I, I think what did you say? I don't think I don't think that that pertains to the state of Texas. I don't think it does. I, you can get it for any reason in the state of Texas. I think federal law supersedes supersedes your little state of Texas, Vanessa. Yeah, Texas is not a little country. The little state of Texas is making the worst waves and all of this mess. Abbott is making the worst waves. I hate him, but okay, I shouldn't say hate. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is petty, so we have to tell them you still are in the United States. Like the whole concept of Texas want to do their own power grid because Texas thinks that everybody wants Texas's power. But the problem is, is that when you guys lose power, you can't draw power from the from the national grid to even get power to Texas. So now you're just a uh, a state in the dark. You can be selfish if you want to. But just remember that we can't help you. But Texas is not its own country, so that's why that that's why that's always a reminder that you're still in the United okay. States. Is that federal law? I like law that. I like that, Jerome. I like that. I'm gonna use yeah. that. Federal law. They think they are for some reason. I don't know why. It's not only Vanessa. There's a lot of them that think that. I got a. I got people in Texas that think they better than everybody else. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> I <laughs> don't say that. Like that. I got a lot of people in Texas. I say that they. Texas has the worst laws than anybody yes. else. So I'm not bragging on Texas dummy ass by no means. This place with Abbott is 
Okay. Let me, okay. From my perspective, from the outside looking in, Vanessa, every time somebody says, no, not Texas, oh, no, Texas, oh, Texas, oh, Texas, I'm like, okay, okay. girl, no, okay. But Texas laws, I love Texas, but Texas laws are crazy because Texas lawmakers believe that Texas is its own, its own island. Right, so that's why Texas has a bunch of crazy laws. Like they they won't regulate. Like for example, Texas does not regulate um, building. Um, they don't really do building code stuff really in Texas. So you can pretty much build anywhere in Texas. They're like you're free to do what we want. We don't need any government regulation. So right now that big flood that they had in Houston was because they started building, and I know I, my family in Katy. So I remember when a lot of that land was just undeveloped, and now there are houses and developments everywhere. So when it rains, there's no runoff. So when the, now those neighborhoods will flood all the way up to the street signs because oh my gosh. they will build on areas that they know they have runoff. And so you don't know where the floodplains are anymore in Texas because they don't care. But, it's but land. Did, did you know that? Did you know that? But Jerome, yeah. they're now making businesses – put up retention ponds when they build a business. Like now, everywhere you see their building, there's a retention pond in the area. Like, I have a retention pond right behind my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and then they start they building build, them. I mean, now they're making them put up, long time ago that law was like that, but now since there was so much flooding, they're making them put up retention ponds. Yeah, they just did the it like in the last set- couple years. Because all of those areas, they built on the floodplains. And so what happens is that when you build, if you're in New York State, for example, you have to know where the floodplains are, right? So they will tell you which way water runs and all of that stuff. And Texas does not care. So you can build anywhere in, in Texas. But you need to have a certain amount of runoff so that if your neighborhood's flood, that the water goes someplace. Right. So the, the Buffalo Bayou, for example. Yes. Yes. So, so where that Buffalo Bayou was was an area where there was just runoff. So those neighborhoods are not protected anymore because once that, once they flood over the banks, it just goes right into the neighborhoods. That's the low-lying area. And I guarantee you, they didn't tell anybody that when they were building those um those developments because the developers so don't we care. We just got a letter, Jerome, because my rent house is over there. We just got a letter like two weeks ago saying that they're fixing a dredge. Buffalo Bayou over there to help yeah. the water to run off, but I still yeah. think that it's going to put those houses in the floodplain area, which is going to make our flood policies go up in that area. But anyway, yes, they are cracking yeah. the whip on that because it's just been too many floods in Houston. Yeah, so so get what they just told you. So what they're doing is they're dredging it to make it deeper. That's what they do in New Orleans, right? So when a settlement comes down yeah. to Mississippi, it just moves sediment. So they're dredging it to make it deeper. It does not mean it's not going to flood. Right. They're just saying that it has to flood. Uh, it has to be a little bit more rain, which means they didn't flood. really create a solution. Is all I'm saying. They're just buying okay. some time. But Texas will but not change yeah, the yeah. rules on where you can build. Jerome, it does help the solution because Harvey was a 500-year flood. They want to say it was a hundred-year, but it was a 500-year flood. 
So I don't think that I will ever see another Harvey where it rained for four days straight or five over my house in my lifetime. I don't think I'll ever see that in my lifetime. So that was okay. strange, and the ice storm was just ignorant. That was just right. ignorant. Yeah, but I think um, I'm not doing a good enough job of doing those weather stories. I'm going to have to do them a little bit more. Those 500-year <laughs> storms are now starting to happen every 50 years, right? We're getting our climate is changing. I don't think another 50 years, don't you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, Vanessa, that's selfish. It's so like, long as I'm not here. Stop it. You're going to be here 50 more years, Vanessa. Stop it. You're going to be here 50 more years. I know. That's like, I, won't be, I don't then. want to see another one of those in my lifetime. So, right. I, don't I get you. Another one. I get you, but the the damage and the cost of it is just is going to be high, and so and so yeah, with Texas, Texas won't regulate. You know, they won't regulate any of that stuff just so that, um, you know, just just so that it just don't cost them anything up front. They pride themselves uh, as a state that they're corporation and development friendly. You can do whatever you want as long as you got the money. It don't it don't matter who you hurt. You know, and while we're at this, since I'm talking about Texas, I want to talk about the 13-year-old girl from Texas who became um, the youngest black student ever accepted to medical school. She is, um, she'll be qualified to treat patients when she's 18 years old. The woman adopted her, homeschooled her, and um, she was accepted to University of Alabama's medical school. And she's going to graduate the class of 2024. And despite being 10 years younger than the average medical student, um, she's going to be able to to have her degree. And so she's 13 now, and she's going to be a full doctor by 18. Now, I am proud of her, but I ain't letting no 18-year-old treat me. I can't go to no 18-year-old doctor. I'm just I don't care how much they show Doogie Howser and all that stuff on TV. I'm not doing it. Not not doing it, but I'm I'm proud that the little girl is doing that. She um she's gonna do dual, dual degrees, so she's continues to work on her degree of biological sciences from Oak Oakwood University and Arizona State University, and they'll make her the youngest student to be accepted into medical school. And she's she's a founder of an organization called Brown STEM Girls that helps um you know, black girls in the area of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And that that organization has 460 members and a wait list of about 2,000 girls. This girl is 13. So that would be a good news story. Um, a Detroit man who was 56 who was wrongly acute, who wrongfully spent 25 years in prison won seven – well, I shouldn't say he won – He's receiving $7.5 million in a lawsuit against the city after cops switched bullets to frame him in a murder in 1992. So the man spent 25 years for a crime he didn't commit, and they're giving him 25 years. He's getting $7.5 million. And he wow, just that's won. a lot. Well, I don't know. What a ripoff. I mean, he, what a ripoff. Yeah, he, he's getting... Well, think about this, Elias. He's getting – he just won this five years after he's been – so he's been released for five years, right? Spent 25 years in prison, and he won $7.5 million. 
So how old is this person? 56. Oh, Lord, I could do some kind of money at 56. Yeah, that's a lot. He lucky He lucky that they got him off. That's whoever, however he got off, he's lucky about that part. And number two, he's lucky he's young enough, because 56 is not old, to do something with it. And I know it's a sad thing that he's been in there for so long, but I don't know if a lot of people get that much money after the fact. Like, I've heard of people getting off, but I, I never, I don't know about that much money. Well, some state laws kind of cap how much money you can get in restitution. Right. But that is not a lot of money. I can spend I can spend seven million dollars in my sleep. That's not I, well, money. I, well, Jerome, let's leave together. Let's leave together. I am really sorry, Jerome. You know, my we always say not my a lot of money. people that have won a million dollars, two million dollars on his job that he retired from off a of scratch off ticket. And you know, he always told those people that is not enough money to retire on. But Jerome No, it's not seven million dollars? Oh, baby, I can retire and show you some stuff with seven million yeah. dollars. So, My thing no, is, you know what I, I advise enough. everybody to look at? Look at um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez explain how you can sell and go platinum and come out with about thirty thousand dollars at the end of the day. It well, they, you know, they were young and stupid. They were young and stupid. They didn't have the crazy. No, this, they didn't do that. No. Okay, would you so, be in prison for 25 years, though, for $7 million? You done gave her 25 true. years of your that's life. That's what I'm saying. That's not point. No, that's not the point. The point is $7 million minus attorney fees is, is still enough money to spend the rest of your life. With $7 million, it is not. you're going to buy $3 you spend, you can buy you three million jail, no. with $7 million and have millions left over. And and my but point no, is my point 20, is no, Miss Elias, Miss Elias, no, I would not, Elias, to answer your question. No, I would not. But that was not the question. We, the question was, or the statement was about, is seven point five million dollars a lot of money? And I agree with Momo. Seven point five million dollars. It is a lot of money. A lot of money. And there are okay. and Jerome said, oh, I could spend that in a year or whatever. No, that means you're spending money frivolously. That is not. You don't know me like that. I don't That's spend right. Nothing. Okay, I don't have seven point million dollars, and I'm living decent. I can say that. So, oh, okay. No. Listen, 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 guys. Listen, listen, guys. Listen. First of all, I'm surprised. My my whole thing was I'm surprised he got that much money from from right. being in jail. That was my first thing. That much money, that's a good amount of money for being in jail. You know, and you was innocent. That's a good amount of money. I that's the highest I've ever heard. Personally, right. me, myself, and that's number one. Number two, I'm 51 years old. I think I, I think I might, I might die within the next 20, 30 years if I'm lucky. And I, I've never in my whole life thus far spent nowhere near seven million dollars. And I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> so, so, and I don't think nobody right. sitting here, even if we agree or disagree, is not going to spend seven million dollars in our lifetime. And if you do, if you come raise your hand, I can come visit you. I can come live with you. I can come chill with you. Let me know so I can know where to, where to book my ticket. Because if you live in that lifestyle, I want to be your best friend. I'm a good friend. I'm loyal. I'm dedicated. I'll make you laugh. <laughs> I'll even make you breakfast, right, lunch, and dinner. Here's what I want to say. $7.5 million puts you in a certain tax bracket. By the time you pay your attorney's fees and taxes on $7 million, it's going to come down to about $2.8 million or so. And by oh, the time you get it there, 
3.5, and I can live fine on 3.5. Okay, <laughs> me too. 25-35% bracket. Um, Ellie, that's what were you going to say. Sorry. Not, Not for 25 man. years <laughs> of my life. Not for 25 <laughs> I, years I, of my life. Yeah. Right, you can't do it. Take away a year I of my life. Right, but Not enough. That's the reason he got the money. Let's look at the reason he got the money. He he had to spend 25 years of his life in jail to get that money. That's not enough. No. No, it's not. It is not enough. The potential that I have is not worth $7 million for one year of my life. It really isn't. It's not worth it for anybody's life, y'all. It's not. It's not worth it. Look, five million dollars. It's not worth it for 25 years of my life, not even five. So I'm just saying it's not. But since he had to do the time, they screw him out of his life. Even if he yeah. comes out, he's going to come out with more than 2.5. It's going to be more like 3.5. And so even when he gets the $3 million, he still can live a decent life with what he has left for $3 million. In that sense. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's, I'm saying... Depending on what his potential of what he could have been getting is ho- totally different. Well, I'm telling you this. I tell you, everybody on here knows that my brother did 26 years in jail. I'm sure if he would have said, hey, you want to you want to take my time and, and pretend you did this and I'll just be free and you could do it. And when you come out, you're going to get $7.5 million, He would have did that time just like he did the time for $150. <laughs> that is not nice. All right, so let me do this really quickly because I – I, did, I wow. meant for that to be a quick story. Wow. I want to talk about the the Sesame Place. Um, so the the oh god yeah. Okay yeah I'm sorry I, I didn't start this earlier. So uh, the attorney representing the family of the two girls who were ignored by the the Sesame Street actor um, mm-hmm. is calling for that performer to be fired. So the attorney mm-hmm. on Wednesday rejected their firm's explanation. Here's what. Um, SeaWorld said They said um, that The way the costumes are made That he didn't see the two little black children Coming up to him Now As he, he waved, the, he waved them off Yeah He mm-hmm. waved at the white white kids Slapped them five Looked at the black girls And waved them off So mm-hmm. They're saying now That um, they sincerely apologize To the family for their experience At our park on Saturday And we know it's not okay but then they had to have the nerve to say that the the actor was is devastated and upset. We don't give a rats about how the racist person feels about being caught <laughs> for ignoring black kids. Really, they, companies he's, always he's do devastated. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're devastated. But they came out with like four or five different excuses, though, Jerome. Oh, he yes. didn't see him. Oh, I no. just didn't read them all. I have them all in front tell- of me. No, but please that, do. That they said it was a misunderstanding, and then they said the mascot didn't see the girls due to the limited vision of the costumes' unwieldy mask, and then the performer didn't did not intentionally ignore the girls and is devastated by the misunderstanding. They came up with all of those excuses. And you know what the funny thing is? You know how when you type in something now nowadays on social media. And, and the automatic pop, oh, that's gorgeous, got a little hard. It just automatically pops up. That's what they got in the little vault of excuses. It just automatically, say this, right there. Yeah. That one, that one, and that one. And, yes, let's yep. run with that. 
I don't think they yeah. make this. I don't think they make it up themselves. I think they, they got a line of stuff they're gonna say already, already printed. <laughs> they read. Yeah. No, all they do is probably Google other companies that have been in the same situation and how did they smooth it over. So marketing yeah. and ad firms are. That's right. Or um, you know, and again, that's kind of what I do for a living too, as as a strategist, right? People call you to say how. How am I supposed to phrase this? How are we supposed to – we put out fires. And so putting out a fire, they have these generic generic statements. And it says right, something exactly. like, um, we are going to have um, bias – what did it say? Um, they, are, they have assured us that they will conduct a bias training and, and um, a thorough review of the ways in which we engage with family and guests. That mm-hmm. is a bunch of nonsense. That's a generic <laughs> statement. <laughs> See, just like we go to a job That's interview, sure. same thing. You just, you just, you just repeat stuff you heard, regurgitate it, and hope you get the job. <laughs> you don't mean none of it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if you don't know that the history of Sesame Street, you know Sesame Street was created for black folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. It was. And so, mm-hmm. so Sesame Street, they license the um, rights to the characters to SeaWorld that they're doing this theme park. So the irony is is that that theme park is discriminating against black people when Sesame Street was actually created for black people. Isn't exactly. there some irony in that? Mm-hmm. Yes, they don't is. care about that. They take everything from us. Mm-hmm. They took the weed, no, it's just that, the brain. It's just that. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. I said they took, the, they took, they took our weed, our brains, brain, so. everything. They took. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what it is. Take it yeah. Yep. There it is. So, they took so our lips. That, now they want to they want to inject stuff in their lips. Who does that? Come on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now members of the Congressional Black Caucus are reportedly asking for a meeting with the leadership of um, Sesame Street, but you know Sesame Street doesn't own it. They're licensing it to um, SeaWorld, so they need to contact SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And have them explain what's going. Now, I wouldn't even say explaining things because they're just a Sesame Workshop, which owns the characters, are a licensed partner for Sesame Place. So, again, it sounds a little convoluted, but it's SeaWorld that you have the problem with. So, people are mm-hmm. really coming out saying you should boycott SeaWorld until they get that mm-hmm. stuff straight. They're covering right. whatever racist person. That works there. It's a SeaWorld mm-hmm. employees in the Sesame Street costume. It's what? Right? Yep. It's a SeaWorld yeah. um, employees in the Sesame Street costume. Yeah. Yeah. Sesame Street mm-hmm. does not have anything to do with it. Right. So don't boycott Sesame Street, but they Sesame mm-hmm. Street needs to get on SeaWorld and say, hey, you have our characters and our image. Um, we don't accept this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with that. And um, so there's um, I heard this this story earlier, but um, there was an elderly woman who fell into a Florida pond and she was killed by two alligators. So they saw wow. her fall in alligator infested pond near her home in Inglewood, Florida, on Friday night, and um, they said she was pronounced dead in the scene. I actually spoke to somebody from Florida or who lives in, I think she's near Sarasota, and she asked me, did I hear about the, another alligator attack where the alligator literally stopped this woman, grabbed her, and pulled her into the water. In Florida, you wow. cannot get near water like that with alligator. They're starting to come out. 
So yeah. you talk about hurricane season. Let that happen in in some place like Florida, where you start getting water. Like you don't know what's in the water. Yeah. So again, well, you know, that yeah. around that happened four years ago, where it drugged a little boy in the water at Disney. Yeah. Yep, and they had so that manhunt check. It, it started then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but that there's a lot more stories. Is the reason I'm highlighting this one of um, alligators just coming out, just coming to get people. So yeah, that's what they do. So I lived in Florida for 22 years, and that's what they do. I lived at a, I worked yeah. at a job where they yeah. brought little baby alligators in the pond. We had a little lake in the center of our building. They had a little, a little center thing, and it was like a they brought alligators out there on purpose. Baby alligators is what it's called, baby. And if you should see one running in the parking lot, just zigzag and run to your car. That's what they told us. That's what the building manager told us. That's what they yeah, do. Okay. And they would, it would come on land, and, and some days, right there, our lunch tables would be outside. You know, if you want to go outside and sit in the sun, and the alligator would be right there, like 15 feet away. I was like, y'all got me messed up. I'm not going out there eating something. I'm eating lunch, and I'm going to become lunch. <laughs> yeah, but this is a cautionary tale about saying stop trying to take selfies with wild animals. That's where the moral of that story goes. Because, you know, like, there's like an alligator, and they try to take selfies and back. You back your butt into an alligator if you want to. So mm. there you have it. Uh, this is all we have all right, today. Folks, I think we're running, we're running at the top of the hour. Elias? Yeah, we're, we're out of time. Yeah, we are definitely out of time. Yep. All right, man. All right. Well, we'll all right, get we'll together. See you, next week. see you guys next week. All right. I had a good Alrighty. time with y'all. I enjoyed right. it. I had a good time, too. What did you say, Vanessa? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Hey, you were in church. We kept from your church today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're good. All right. See you guys next All right. week. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.